Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script 50 and use code script 50 to get 50% off. That's code script 50 at factormeals.com slash script 50 to get 50% off. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What is going on, guys? Thank you so very much for joining us right here on Off The Script. This is your AEW Dynamite Post Show for June 21st, 2023. I am your host, J.D. from New York, as always, coming to you live from the OTS Beer Garden. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on your Wednesday evenings, wherever you may be, and we already... Nick Williams, right out of the gate with a 100. Nick Williams walking through the forbidden door tonight. With well, a $100 super chat, Adam Cole and MJF as a tag team makes this interesting. 12 a.m. midnight, I'm drinking Pepsi, ready to play Final Fantasy 16. I played the demo a few days ago. I'm excited to play the full game. Also, Kenta can take his ball and go home. Forbidden door is going to be a banger. 
Indeed, it will be, Nick. And I will be on Final Fantasy 16, I think, tomorrow as well. Thank you for your generosity, brother. Always happy to have you in the OTS venue. As I am joined tonight by uh, Mr. Six Flags himself, the legitimate, self-proclaimed, rumored CM Punk hater, the Chi-Town Smark himself. Bro, what is going on, man? What's going on over there? Look, he's got the CM Punk paraphernalia in full swing tonight, man. What's going on, bro? How you doing, man? How you feel I, I'm, today? I'm, uh, I'm exhausted. I, I'm exhausted. You? Uh, yeah. Yes. You want to know what I've been doing all day? What were you doing, man? You were uh, having thoughts of Larry tonight. Walking around Great America, Six Flags Great America, Gurney, Illinois, all around the park with kids, mind you. So for those of you saying kayfabe, there was a work. I do have kids, and they're on summer vacation, man, and they expect dad to do cool shit with them. So dad took them to Great America today, man. Got up early this morning, hit the road, took a lunch, did the whole park, man. And then by the time they closed up, we got out of there, got home in time, called up my guy and said, hey, man, I might be able to make this show after all, bro. Yeah, after and- I told everybody I was going solo tonight, everybody got excited. Yeah, and and and, 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 and that's why... <laughs> And that's why I'm here. So here's, here's the thing. I've actually calmed down since I've um, since I've read all of that and got here. I want to make something abundantly clear that that I am two things. I'm here because my guy, JD, wants me here. And I enjoy being here. I do. And I know there are the many of you that enjoy my presence, but there's always a few that maybe they, maybe they don't, which is fine. That's fine, bro. I can live with that. My tag oh, half is the fucking Jesse. people. Half the people don't even want me here. Yeah, yeah. I, I can deal with it. <laughs> Heal Jesse, bro. I don't care. So, but when you when you post a tweet about how I'm not going to be here and then everyone wants to, not everyone, because I'm talking about the few. And I want to make that clear before I go any further. I'm talking about the few, not the many. I know most of you enjoy my presence as I enjoy yours. We interact, we hang out, we shoot this shit. You come to my channel, you guys hang out. I love you all, man. Right now I'm addressing the few, not the many. So when you reply to a tweet that I am tagged in with things that are um, insulting and, and just not kind, I kind of feel like you're saying it exactly to my face because you're not subtweeting it. I'm right there in I'm in the thread, bro. So that's cool. That's cool. But here's the thing. If you don't like it, that's tough shit, bro. Because guess what? I am here to tell you what I think, not to tell you what you want to hear. All right. If you don't like what I have to say, well, I'm sorry because the channel you're tuning into it's JD's and he enjoys what I have to say. So if you don't, you can get your shit and get the fuck out. I'm talking to the few, not the many. Get your shit and get the fuck out, man. Because I'm going to be here whether you fucking like it or not. And I'm blocking everyone, everyone in that thread that had something to say. And you say something in this chat, and I'm blocking you right here, too. I'm in that kind of mood. I enjoy myself at Great America, bro. It's going to be that kind of goddamn show. If you don't like it, fucking leave. 
but keep your nasty fucking comments to yourself and don't see me in person, dude. I'm not a keyboard warrior. I will kick your fucking ass. Let's do the show, bruh. All right, man. There you go. You got all that off your chest, man. There you go. How's it going? How's it going otherwise, man? Good. There you go. Feel good. Feel good, man. I feel good, man. There you go. Woo! How to put some uh, how to put some red skies on during that monologue, bro? Man, boy, this, I don't even I, mean, know, I don't even know why I try anymore. Bruh, you got something to say about what I think about something. If you think first, that's another thing. I don't dick ride anyone. I don't hate anyone. I don't hate punk. I'm sitting here wearing a punk shirt that I wore to Great America proudly. You know what this is? This is the first dance shirt never worn. Never worn. First day wore it today. Kept this shirt for over a year. Just, and I hate him. I don't hate punk. Let me bro, how bad? How, how bad were those lines today, bro? Man, you got that. You no, got this. No angle. lines. No lines. No lines nope. at Six Flags. What the fuck? Where'd middle, you, where, of, where, middle where, of the where'd week. Where'd you go, man? Middle of the week, man. You go in the middle of the week, not in the weekends. You now the main attractions, yeah. The main attractions and newer rides, yeah. You got a thirty minutes here and there, but I'm used to doing Great America years ago. With hour and a half, two hour lines. Not that today, man. But back to the point. I don't dick ride anyone. All right. I don't. You know what I do? I call it as I see it. I call it as I see it. I, I don't I, I, I don't hate anyone. I don't hate punk. Let me tell you some of the difference between me and you assholes. The few. The few. If I like you, I like you. If you do something that I don't like, I don't like it just because I like you. I'm not one of those fucking diehard fucking shills that whatever they do, I like it just because I like them. You do something stupid, I'm going to call it stupid. And lashing out at the fucking scrum with the owner next to you bashing the company you came in to help is stupid. I don't care who you are. I still like punk. I love punk. Jay everybody, everybody thought it was stupid. I, I love punk. I've been here for years with JD. We need punk. We need, we, we need punk. We get punk. Sweet. We got punk. Punk did what he did. I don't like it. And everybody calls me a fucking hater. You are fucking stupid. You are an idiot sheep that just just riled anyone no matter what ridiculous shit that they do. Have a brain. Think for your fucking self. Just because you like somebody does not mean you got to like every goddamn thing they do. Think for yourself. Start the show, man. Uh, uh, Sheriff, uh, Sheriff Gao sent in the chat. Get him out. Get him out. I'm out. Jesse hating on everyone unsubbed. I don't need your fucking sub, bro. I'll fucking replace you by uh by fucking 20 uh, you know at I mean? the end of the I night. Get out. The get, him out. Hold on. Get, him. get him out. Get him out. The few. Um, now that that is in the uh the the books there, now we can talk about Forbidden Door. Um Dynamite tonight, man. It was a uh it was a hectic bag tonight. A very hectic bag tonight. It uh at, so, at some points, man, I, I felt like I was watching this show uh, tripping out on acid. I felt like Kurt Cobain on a fucking drug, drug binge watching this show, man. Holy shit. Um, I don't even know where to begin, but th- there was a lot that went down. There was a lot that was announced. There was a lot that's coming up. Forbidden Door looks like a banger. But uh, f- first of all, before I get into... Uh... <laughs> Ninety-nine, 
Super Chat. Talk your talk, Jesse. We're glad you're here. Best tag team in the IWC right here. Thank you, brother. Thank you. And man. I appreciate you, MGM Ball. And I, yeah. I do. And I want to make the I want to I want to I want to book in this with this again. I'm talking to the few, not the many. I appreciate you, dude. I appreciate the many, and I see the support. I feel the support. So does JD. That's why I'm here. If most of you hated me, I wouldn't be here. JD's a businessman. He wouldn't fucking have me here. There's the few. So I'm talking to the few, not the many. CM Punk, bro, he's back. I'm glad he's back. Everybody is uh, kind of divided over CM Punk. He came out tonight and said that he's not even supposed to be here, man. He's a collision guy. And we got CM Punk about for five minutes on tonight's show. And he backed up his guys in FTR and backed up Ricky Starks as they continue their feud with Bullet Club Gold. It looks like more now than it was before that the Gun Club are in the Bullet Club. And they will be uh, aligned with Jay White and Juice Robinson uh, which I don't mind at all. I think that's a uh, a great pairing there. I think that's going to enhance the gun club. I think that's a good role for them. I like that they are uh, giving us some continuity coming out of collision with Punk and the and the Bullet Club. And, and then we get CM Punk embroiled in this thing. Everybody's wondering what he's doing at Forbidden Door. He's in the Owen Hart Cup. And CM Punk is in the Owen Hart Cup. And I think it's a uh, less than enthusiastic match that we're getting at the Forbidden Door pay-per-view for CM Punk. I I can't really sit here and, and tell you that I'm excited about his match at Forbidden Door, Jesse, but I'm glad that they actually found a way to include him into the show. And I'm sure whatever he's going to end up do, uh, be, you know, whatever he's going to end up doing is going to be very good anyway. And, and it looks like the Owen Hart Cup getting started at Forbidden Door, it does look a little predictable on paper which we'll get into the brackets uh, brackets if I can pull them up. But what did you think about Punk's inclusion on tonight's show where the Elite wasn't really live there in Chicago? Uh, they had a uh, pre-taped segment and then Owen, uh, the Owen Hart Cup and CM Punk's inclusion in there in the tournament. What did you think about uh, CM Punk and his Forbidden Door match being announced tonight? He shouldn't be on the show. I hate Punk. Yes, we understand that. Yeah, we understand that. All right, look, man, um, this was a little out of the blue, doesn't make any sense, kind of forced, and someone like CM Punk deserves better. But they kind of put themselves in this predicament because Punk just came back 10 minutes ago. You know, what could they possibly give us to make us overly interested in with, you know, no time to build it? Well, uh, apparently, apparently it was supposed to be Kenta. And right. there is uh, something going on there with New Japan. I, I, from what I understand is, is that Kenta has uh, a problem or there's 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 a little uh, something going on there with Kenta and Rocky Romero. And I think they pulled Kenta from the entire card. So I, I don't know how true that is, but the reports are saying that Kenta backed out. And, and Kenta's playing it up that they didn't offer him enough money to wrestle CM Punk. I didn't really care about Kenta and CM Punk to begin with. Though it would have made a fine Owen Hart Cup semifinal match or, or, or a first-round match in the tournament. I was more interested in maybe getting what we should have got last year with CM Punk and Hiroshi Tanahashi. But Tanahashi's tied up with MJF at Forbidden Door. So CM Punk is going up against uh, Satoshi Kojima. I, I am not familiar. So all you New Japan elitists who find your way over here, I, I have no fucking clue 
who uh, Satoshi Kojima is. All I know is that CM Punk is going to advance to the second round. That's all I know. Uh, the uh, second round match opposite CM Punk, or the uh, the uh, first round match, I should say, that's opposite CM Punk, is Roderick Strong versus Samoa Joe. So that should be a banger. And that should give us yeah. uh, a nice black and gold NXT uh, vibe there. But it looks like, Jesse, we're getting CM Punk versus Samoa Joe in the semifinals of the Owen Hart Cup. So it looks like uh, those rumors about him uh, wanting to work with Samoa Joe are coming to fruition. I have no problem with that. That could go either way, but I don't see CM Punk losing so early in his return to AEW. So I'm, I'm already penciling in CM Punk in the finals. On the opposite side of this bracket, Dustin Rhodes is going one-on-one with Powerhouse Hobbs. Powerhouse Hobbs should easily dispatch of Dustin Rhodes there. Don't know why Dustin Rhodes is in the tournament unless he's really retiring this year and Tony Khan gave him a favor. Hey, I'll put you in this tournament if this is your last year. So, you know, there you have it. But I don't really care for someone like Dustin Rhodes to take an opportunity away from somebody else who could really use this as a foundation to build themselves up. You know, some people may look at me cross-eyed when I say that, but Dustin Rhodes has had how many opportunities like the Owen Hart Cup in his career. Now you're taking that away from somebody that could desperately need uh, or use some TV time and some boost on AEW television. So Hobbs should go to the semifinals. And then opposite that match, it will be Juice Robinson and Ricky Starks. And Juice is a punching bag, so I uh, pretty pretty much uh, am penciling in Ricky Starks against Powerhouse Hobbs in that semifinal match. So then we're looking at Punk, Joe, Hobbs, and Starks. Now, you could go any which way with this. Punk is in the finals as far as I'm concerned. Jesse, if this plays out the way that I had just laid it out for you, who do you opposite CM Punk in this tournament? Is it Ricky Starks or is it Powerhouse Hobbs? Because... You can make a case that Ricky Starks and CM Punk would be the better matchup, and it would probably be the preferred match from the fan base, but you look at Powerhouse Hobbs and someone like Powerhouse Hobbs who hasn't really gotten a lot lot of opportunity. I mean, him in the finals with CM Punk could really go a long way for him, even though I don't think he'd end up winning. So how how do you make this tournament out uh, with all eight eight of these guys involved here? I I think it... I think it drastically depends on who's going over. Um, I think it it really does because if I'm if I'm thinking about a match between Punk and Hobbs or Punk and Starks, it feels like Punk and Hobbs will be the better match. Um, I don't. I mean, again, if Punk is going over, then yeah, I say Punk and Hobbs. Um, I could see Hobbs playing the the big man role. Um, Getting the big, getting the beat down on Punk for the most part. Punk having to fight back from behind because he can't um, out, you know, out muscle Will Hobbs. So he has to come out with something and use experience to come out and pull the win at the end, and it'll all work out. If Ricky Starks is going over, we got to get Punk out of that tournament somehow, and we got to get it, got to get him out with whoever his next feud is going to be. So if Punk is not winning, someone's gonna come in and cost him that opportunity. Not sure who it's going to be. Not sure what direction they're going with Punk after this tournament. But I like Will Hobbs and Punk as a one-on-one matchup, though. This is what I'm doing. And uh, I want to pitch something creatively here to whomever may be listening. Uh, This is just my uh, POV on this thing. And if you guys want to chime in in the chat, you're uh, obviously more than welcome to. Uh, I'm going Punk and Starks. I'm going Punk Starks in the uh, finals of the men's Owen Hart Cup. And I'm actually turning Starks heel. And I'm having Starks join the Bullet Club. 
I'm having Ricky Starks turn heel really? and join the Bullet Club, and I have Starks beat CM Punk because he does get the aid and the help from Jay White, and that kind of continues the Jay White-CM Punk narrative on AEW television. That's what I'm going with because the way I look at Ricky Starks, love Ricky Starks, I, I think very, very, very highly of him, as does Jesse, but I, I think we can all be real here and say that Tony Khan is not going to really do much outside of what we've seen so far with Ricky Starks as a babyface. Maybe a heel turn would benefit Ricky Starks, change him a little bit, freshen him up a little bit, and then under the tutelage of Jay White and being around somebody like Jay White and having the Bullet Club name behind him, maybe it makes him into a bigger star than we've seen him uh, seen from him already. That's what I'm going with. I, I don't know how you guys feel about that, but I'm turning Ricky Starks heel and I'm having, having him join the Bullet Club. Uh, I'm not. I'm not mad at that. Yeah, it'd be it'd be interesting. Um, but don't forget, we're we're coming off of a uh, Ricky Starks, you know, heel run, you know, in his initial run, and he started getting the most over as a babyface. Yeah. Now that seemed to have dwindled a little bit to no fault of his own. Yeah. So if the if the solution is to turn him back heel again, I mean, are we taking a step back because we went from heel to babyface and he got over? And then that was dropped, so now you're trying to get him back over again. So basically, we're starting over from scratch if we turn him heel again. First of all, there's two, um, co- there's two comments in the chat, Jesse. I don't mean to cut you off. Number one, this one's coming from, uh, where is it? Um, if I can find it, uh, I just lost it. Somebody says uh, they have to book the Bullet Club better. Uh, what, 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 what are you talking about? I mean, they're feuding with fucking CM Punk. Like, wh- What do you mean they need to book the Bullet Club better? The Bullet Club is just getting started. Jay White is just getting started. They're in the main event with CM Punk, two collisions in a row. What else do you guys need from yeah. the Bullet Club and from Jay White? I, I would love to know. Yeah, right now there is no there is no Bullet Club, technically. You know, I mean it's it's Jay White and Juice. Um, they just they just added um the gun club, right? Yeah. Okay, so and also that's another thing to look at too. If we're gonna keep adding members, if we're gonna make the bullet club that big then they better be powerful and strong. So if we got the ass boys in there, that's not very strong. Jay White, there you go. They've already started using Juice, like you said, as a punching bag. So now they bring in Starks. Um, Starks can be good. So now that basically leaves us Starks and White as the strongest members of the Bullet Club. So maybe adding them wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, but they do need to straighten up. They can't, they can't you know, bolster the Bullet Club with a bunch of jobbers. No, 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 no. Starks, Starks is not a jobber. I mean, Juice, no, no, no. Ju- uh, to, be, to be honest with you and to be fair, you know, I wasn't really big on Juice Robinson uh, dating back to his NXT run. I wasn't even big on, on him then. Uh, then he kind of made himself into a name over in New Japan, and, and then he started doing the United States run, and now he's with AEW. I didn't really get him when he got here, but I honestly feel like he's, he, he's found his footing, and he's starting to find his footing. Yes, he does come off as a punching bag, and yes, he does feel like he's the uh, odd guy out who's always going to take the pinfall because you can't pin Jay White and you're not going to pin the gun club. But I feel like he's just now getting going, and he's finally starting to really understand who he is in AEW, and I really appreciate that. So, you know, I'm actually growing to very much like Juice and what he brings to the table here as he is complimenting Jay White. I don't know how you think about it, Jesse, but that's the way I see it. I think he's kind of settling into his own. I've I've never had a problem with Juice, but he does need to be booked stronger. Yeah. He does need to be booked stronger. And, and if 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 they're if they're legitimately trying to establish an a, you know a bully club here in AEW, 
the foundation needs to be solid. And right now it's just Jay White as far as being yeah. solid. I, I, li- I like this Bullet Club formation. If they're going to go with the Bullet Club gold, you got Jay White who can feud with CM Punk. You got Jay White who could team with Juice to feud with FTR. You got the Gun Club to continue their feud with FTR. Then you'll add Ricky Starks in there. He could feud with CM Punk as well. CM Punk, wants to get the young- he wants to get the younger guys over. I mean, there's a lot of upside here. And I think this is a great starting point for CM Punk on top of what else, whatever else he needs to do or wants to do with that uh, inconspicuous world championship that he held in the red sack on Saturday. Uh, I, I do think that we need to address that elephant in the room at some point when it comes to CM Punk and what he's doing and, you know, the narrative of his promo. But I like this. I, I think this is great. And I'm going with Ricky Starks as the dark horse here to beat CM Punk and turn heel. I know it's a, a bold prediction but I think that would well, probably benefit uh, Ricky Starks more than it would CM Punk. And CM Punk is, is fucking bulletproof. You know, if he loses by some nefarious means, it's not going to fucking do anything to him. And somebody said in the chat, well, CM Punk is healed. No, he's not healed. He's a baby face. Uh, anyway, he, yeah, well, it's still a wait and see game. But right now he is yeah. absolutely a baby face. He's still in Chicago. Yes. So until he leaves, until he leaves the city, he's still a baby face. Yeah. Now, I want to, I want to. I want to prep. I want to bring up something here. You mentioned CM Punk losing. That might be that might be important because think back, and you know exactly where I'm going with this as it pertains to CM Punk and and beating Bullet um, Bullet Club Gold. Yeah, John Cena and Nexus. Nexus never recovered when John Cena buried the whole damn crew same by same same theory. Um... I don't necessarily think it's it's the same the same structure, but I get where you're going with that. Yes, yes. If, the, the older veteran needs to put over the younger talent. Yes, and it's, it's Bullet Club it is trying to get a, yeah. Bullet Club is trying to get established right now at its yeah. core, and the first thing they do is pretty much get buried and you know beat by Punk. It's not a good start. Listen, man, I trust I trust CM Punk when it comes to creativity and and what he brings to the table here. I don't think he's here to win world championships. I honestly feel like, and I, I do think I, I do I do think he will win a, a world championship again when when he proves himself to stay healthy. He that's, still got that, one in that, the red bag. I understand that, but where I'm going with this is, I think he's back primarily to tell stories. I think he I think right now CM Punk is what he is on AW television. He is going to get the most satisfaction in helping the younger talent and help telling stories. That's where I feel like this is going. I could be wrong. But that's the level of trust I have in CM Punk, and I do think that it starts with Ricky Starks. I, I do think that he should put over Ricky Starks in the tournament. I know Powerhouse Hobbs is going to get the short end of the stick again, but, you know, it, it's got uh, to be his time sometime. No, no, I, I, I agree. I agree. And, dude, Hobbs is heading down the Waterloo path, man. It, I, listen, I don't know. I, I think Hobbs is great, but, I mean, he's still young enough where, you know, we don't need to start fucking building him as uh, a world champion. So that he's got that going for him at least, but yeah. we'll, we'll we'll see what happens with the men's. That's the men's now. Now on to the ladies. This this was the big story here. The Owen Hart Cup tournaments uh, were uh, unveiled. Then we'll get into the Forbidden Door stuff. There's a lot of Forbidden Door stuff. Uh, Britt Baker's in the tournament. She is uh, defending her crown. Adam Cole is not in the men's tournament, which is uh, you know I, I would have liked the the winner from last year to actually be in the tournament again this year to defend this crown, but. Apparently, that's not going to happen. But Britt Baker is in the tournament. She's defending her win from last year. She's in a first-round match against outcast member Ruby Soho. So they're continuing that. 
Um, that's a tough one. I, I don't know. I don't know how they could go outcasts to win that. Right. But Britt, I, I, I see you shaking your head, Jesse. I think Britt's going to advance to the semifinals for sure. Uh, on the opposite end of that bracket, we have Anna J versus sky blue. So it looks like Britt may be, uh, looking at a sky blue semifinal match on the opposite side of the bracket. This is where it gets interesting. Nyla Rose versus Willow Nightingale. I absolutely have Willow. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's indeed.com slash blue wire sports and support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, penciled in to go to the semifinals. And then we have Athena versus Billy Starks, who I, 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 I don't really uh, know much about. She's wrestling Athena at Forbidden Door. I'm just happy Athena's on the fucking card. Uh, but this is a uh, Forbidden Door match that will take place on Sunday night. Whether or not that's actually on the main show or it's on the pre-show, that remains to be seen. It looks like and sounds like a pre-show match. But we have Athena, the way I have it laid out. Brit, Sky Blue, Willow, and Athena. Which would give Brit and Sky Blue uh, the opportunity to wrestle to go to the finals. I would say the way things are shaping up, and the way AEW's pushing Sky Blue, I would see Sky Blue in the finals against, and this is a tough one, Jesse. Willow is the New Japan Strong Champion, Women's Champion, and Athena is the ROH Women's Champion. So you're realistically going to have two champions wrestling each other, and one champion will have to lose to advance. Now, why would Tony Khan put Athena and Willow in a match together and then give Willow the win when she's not a champion for Tony Khan. So I'm going with Athena and Sky Blue in the finals. That's the way I see it laid out. Now, Willow could win it. I mean, you guys, I know you guys love Willow, but I, I don't see Willow winning the tournament. I think Athena is so fucking hidden on Ring of Honor. She, she needs to be spotlighted, man. I swear to God. She, she may legitimately be the best bell-for-bell bell women's wrestler in that company. Seriously. Who have, you, who have you seen? You don't watch ROH. You don't watch Rampage. Who have you seen wrestle more, Willow or Athena? Athena. You've seen Athena wrestle? I've seen Willow wrestle more. I've seen, I've seen both of them wrestle. I, I prefer, I know, what, like, I, I know what Athena brings to the table. I don't, don't need to watch Ring of Honor to know what Athena brings to the table. No, I don't mean like overall. I mean, as of late, who have you seen on TV lately? Willow. And that's who's getting the push. If he was going to do something major with Athena, she would have been on major TV as of late. She's hitting, like you said, she's hitting on ROH. They're not doing anything in particular with her now. She's going to be in the cut, locking down ROH, waiting for him to get that ball rolling for the women's division over there. Willow just beat Mercedes. Willow yeah. just beat Mercedes. 
I don't think she's going to lose to Athena after just beating Mercedes for that title. Unless Willow goes to the finals and wrestles Sky Blue or wrestles Britt Baker, maybe Mercedes shows up and gets her revenge. Maybe she costs Willow the the, the finals. Maybe she uh, interjects and we get something uh, that leads to a rematch between Mercedes and Willow. You know, Mercedes is one of those women you guys don't really understand how Mercedes works. She is one of those ladies that will never reveal her cards, man. She has one of the best poker faces in all of the wrestling community. If you think that Mercedes is doing something, she's doing the opposite. She tweeted out a picture or Instagrammed a picture of a cast. She may be fucking ready to go, healed, ready to go, man. She, that picture was probably taken the fucking week that she, that she uh, got injured in the match with Willow. We don't fucking know. Mercedes is never going to allow you to know what she's doing. We don't she, know. Li- she lives in kayfabe. Lives in it. Yeah. We really we really don't know. I mean, I feel like if she was really down for the count and out for a while, I mean that she could be posting some, you know, sad tweets about, you know, how she's gonna miss it, blah, 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 blah. But she's been very quiet and she, like you say, she is very secretive about her personal business. And she is one to troll you on social media as well. I don't know what's going on with her. And Willow winning and continuing to stay strong just build the rematch for them at some point down the line. Yeah. So, I mean, and uh, they're doing nothing with Athena except her holding that ROH title. And while I was watching ROH, Athena was the best thing on the fucking brand. Yeah. The best thing on ROH. She's she's fantastic at what she does. But like you said, she's being hidden on ROH. They're not doing anything in particular with her, so why would they start right now when Willow is actually in the middle of something going on on TV? Yeah, I know. You know, Willow, I, I I appreciate Willow. I think Willow is uh, she's somebody that has the makings of somebody to be very good. I I, I don't really get the uh, the hype. I would say. I, I mean, so I don't know. She's what, like Bailey. She's like Bailey. Uh, uh Bailey one I, I guess. I guess so. I mean, I don't want to sit here and start comparing anybody to uh, Bailey, but well, pers- personality, personality. Why? I mean, we we also had that with uh, with Kylie Ray, and, yeah. and you see where that went. But yeah. Well, she well she had injury problems. Yeah, but um, that's the Owen uh, Hart Cup, the men's and women's Owen Hart Cup. Uh, but Forbidden Door, bro, is uh, basically uh, all laid out after tonight, and, and this is what the full card is looking like. And then we'll get into the dynamite breakdown here. Uh, Athena versus Billy Starks, like I just mentioned, Owen Hart Cup first round match for the ladies. Uh, singles match for the IWGP United States Championship. It will be Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay. I don't know if that's the main event. Mike Johnson did report this week that that will be the main event. I thought I heard Excalibur say that Brian Danielson and Okada will be the main event. So he did, I, he did say that, right? I, I knew I wasn't hearing anything. So uh, I'm actually in, agree, uh, in agreement there, and I do think that should be the main event, and I'm glad that Tony Khan made that, the, that decision and change. But uh, those two matches alone are selling this pay-per-view for uh, a lot of people, including myself. Uh, singles match for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Sonata will defend against Jungle Boy Jack Perry. I'm actually intrigued by that match. Uh, I'm a big fan of Jungle Boy. I want to see what he does against somebody uh, like a Sonata. MJF, I'm looking forward to this big time. He will defend the AW title against Hiroshi Tanahashi. That was made official tonight as Adam Cole basically coaxed MJF into taking that match after uh, a week of saying he wasn't going to put the title on the line. So we got that. Jericho Appreciation Society, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara and Minoru Suzuki will go into Forbidden Door against Sting. Darby Allen 
and a tag team partner to be announced on Collision. This is the other big story that uh, AEW laid out tonight, Jesse. I I heard a lot of people saying that it could be evil. Heard a lot of people saying that it could be Naito. They both have history with Chris Jericho. And I, I don't want to put this out there in the universe, but it certainly would be fucking forbidden door. And I know Jesse's not going to like it. And I know uh, people within my circle are going to get a chuckle out of this. I don't want it to happen either. But I have a fucking small inkling of a feeling in my soul, bro, that Tony Khan is going to have Bill Goldberg walk through the fucking forbidden door. Team with Sting, team with Darby to take on Jericho, Sammy, and Minoru Suzuki. Now, you can, you can chastise me and crucify me all you want, man, but we all know Tony Khan's been talking to Bill Goldberg. It's going to happen one way or another sooner rather than later, so why not fucking start at Forbidden Door, huh? It's a possibility. You, you can't sit there and tell me that I'm wrong, Jesse. I mean, please tell me what I'm telling lies. I mean, it's a fucking feasible thing. No, you're not wrong. That's a possibility. Yeah. It's possible. It's possible. Mercedes can come back. It's possible. Yeah. I know you're just thrilled, man. You're just thrilled <laughs> to hear uh, Bill Goldberg. Goldberg! I know you, I, you can't wait. Maybe he doesn't want to come back to being a throw-in mid-card situation when he's used to being a main eventer. Well, what is he coming in to battle uh, the other Jewish brother, MJF? I mean, give me a break. He's used to walking in and burying the young champions. So, yes, that's probably what he wants. And now you're putting that out there in the universe. You brought him up, not me. It's a possibility. I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club, John Moxley, Willie Yuta, Claudio Castagnoli, and Kanosuke Takeshita teaming with Shota Umino. Against the Elite, Adam Page, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, Eddie Kingston, and Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, I mean, I love I love most of the guys in this match. I just can't really get involved and interested with uh, everybody else that doesn't really uh, pertain to this feud uh, yeah. in this match. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I, I think I think New Japan has already given us all of the the the, the big names that um, the the American um, fan base is familiar with. Yeah. So anyone else that they, they put in there, they're, they're really starting to dip down the familiarity uh, ladder as it pertains to here in the States. Yeah. I, I just feel like it's a match thrown together just to get uh, the elite and the Blackpool combat club on the show. I would have much rather they put the fucking house of black versus Andrade and um, uh, his, his group. You know, Naito and, and all those guys on the show. In, in it seems a, in like a they're trying match. to stick to the theme of Forbidden Door, though. I don't think that really fits the theme of um, incorporating New Japan somehow in, in the match. Well, maybe maybe Andrade can't work the New Japan show because of their affiliation with AAA. I have no fucking AAA. idea if, if that's still a thing or not. But uh, hopefully we do get uh, Andrade and Black in some, uh, in some way, Let's shape, or form. Get through this. Nick Williams would not let us get through this damn show. Did he just give another bomb? Oh, my goodness. Nick Williams. Man. Serve him up. He couldn't even mention me in any of these. Nick Williams with another $100 super chat. I have to throw another bomb at this because if I see Bill Goldberg at Forbidden Door, I'll turn into Bahumit. And Mega Flare Canada, if that happens, man, oh man! Because Nick, I agree with Jesse. Yeah, yes, good job, Nick. Yes, is uh, is Nick Williams ready for Final Fantasy? Holy shit! He's making Final Fantasy co- correlations here in the super chats. 
Thank you, Nick. Mm. I appreciate you, brother. Uh, you got uh, you got 50 minutes left to go, man, and then you'll be uh, on Final Fantasy 16. Nick Williams with $100 bomb. As always, that's 200 total for the night. Appreciate you, man. Thank you for your generosity. Rounding out this card, CM Punk versus Satoshi Kojima. Orange Cassidy versus Zack Sabre Jr. versus Katsuyori Shibata and Daniel Garcia for the AEW International Championship Fatal 4-Way. And Tony Storm will defend the AEW Women's Championship against Willow Nightingale. I would say by the looks of this on paper, Jesse, that it uh, is at least going to stand up very admirably against last year's show. And I honestly think it's going to blow away last year's show just by the top yeah. two matches on this show and MJF versus Tanahashi for the AW title. Yeah. So, and, and since Willow is losing against Tony, I think she's definitely probably going to win their first round match at least. Yeah, I would say so. That's a, that's a good logical point there. Yeah. yeah. So that is, uh, that is the happenings on dynamite tonight. We're going to get into the show in just a second, but I would like, to uh, let you guys know about the usual, please follow me on social media at JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Make sure you guys follow Jesse as well at Chi-Town Smart on Twitter. He's also on YouTube. He covers Impact Weekly every Thursdays. Go check him out. Make sure you guys go check out last night's live stream with my guy Andrew Baydala. We are the Tuesday Night Titans on Tuesday night. We had a great show last night. Great discussion. Uh, episode one did, uh, I believe, 23,000 views in its first episode. I think this one's nearing just that. The same for episode two. So thank you guys for the great discussions. A lot of you are really enjoying the back and forth on Tuesday nights, and I really appreciate that. And Drew uh, has uh, reached out to me uh, two weeks now on Wednesday morning, loving the feedback. So thank you guys yeah. very much for that. Yeah, I... I um had family obligations on the first show but i did uh get to uh, listen to um the second one yeah um great stuff you get you get drew to swear multiple times bro i know I told you man what the hell so, man? It's, it's unfiltered oh my god it's Is unfiltered it really- he, he would do what maury says but he has uh he's got his kids running around he got his kids watching. yeah, yeah. man that, whoo, man yeah. so uh yeah, thank you yep thank you guys for all the support on that Make sure you go out and check out the rest of the content. I'll have more content up tomorrow. I will be a part of the AEW Forbidden Door media call with Tony Khan and the rest of the geeks in the community uh, tomorrow afternoon at uh, 2 p.m. So uh, if I could uh, get a question or two in there, I will definitely try. If not, I'll be tweeting about all the important happenings from TK himself on Twitter tomorrow. Uh, Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. I would love a thousand likes if possible, or at least close to a thousand likes. Uh, hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. I got some major news uh, to drop within the next week and a half. I've already told Jesse about this news, and oh, uh, yeah, it is yeah, yeah, it is yeah. it is official. Paperwork is signed. I'm NDA'd right now. I can't say anything, but uh, oh. I think this is the coolest fucking thing that I've possibly ever been a part of, and I can't wait to unveil that with you guys, Gus. It's going to be uh, quite the treat for everybody who is listening to this show. So, good stuff go coming with, there. Did you go with my idea for what they wanted? No. Oh, you should have. That was a good one. No. Right. Now, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what I'm going with uh, after the show is over. And right. tonight's show is sponsored by Z-Biotics. Make sure you guys go check out Z-Biotics. 
My great friends over at Z-Biotics are sponsoring the show. I'll mention them again a little bit later on in the show. But I want to thank them for sponsoring tonight's show right here for the AEW Dynamite Post right here on OTS. So we got the Gun Club to open the show against the Hardys, Jesse, on Dynamite tonight. I thought the Hardys actually looked pretty decent, but Jeff Hardy is going to be taking off television for a little bit as AEW tours Canada, bro. I'll give you one reason why Jeff Hardy is going to be taking off television as AEW's touring Canada. Woo, woo, woo. Yep. Yep. Jeff Hardy is uh, not in good standing with the, uh, the Canadian folk up there, man. Jeff Hardy obviously is... Uh, an AEW star, and he's in a tag team with his brother, but he won't be in Canada. Fightful Select learned that Hardy is unable to get into Canada due to his arrests and was written Canada off of television for the time being. Canada does not like felons, man. I know. I mean, the Usos had to go through it. I mean, who else went through it? Uh, uh, somebody else. I know somebody else went through it besides the Everybody. Usos. I don't. Yeah. I don't know what the. I don't know what the timeline is. They have a timeline for like. You know, you can't have any felonies in, like, in the last, what is it, like, maybe five years, whatever it is. Yeah. But, yeah, he ain't getting in there, man. No. So, uh, he's been uh, written off television for a little bit, but, yeah, I mean, it's a month. Hardys aren't really doing anything on AEW television, so it's no real loss for Tony Khan, and I'm sure uh, Matt Hardy completely understands. But the Gun Club, man, they came out. They got they got some nice heat. This was a nice opening match for the Guns, man. I tell you, man, I'm I'm big on Austin and Colton, man. I think they are two solid, solid heels. I like their work. I like their antics. I like their shenanigans. I think they're going to compliment the Bullet Club if they are in the Bullet Club with Jay White and Juice Robinson. I think they're going to compliment them very well. I thought this was a, a decent opening match with some some nice heat in Chicago, man. It was. Um, it, I mean, it was fun. It was cool. I mean, like you said, they're not doing anything with the, with the um, Hardys right now. And it 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 looks like I mean I mean I don't know from what I can tell from where I was watching like I said I was watching Dynamite while I was on the way home in the car my wife was driving yeah and um it was kind of hard to tell the, from the reactions but it looks like from what I can tell Jeff Hardy's reactions are nowhere near what they were before he left with his DUI his actions are nowhere near. His reactions. Oh, reactions, reactions. Crowd reactions. He looks a lot better though. You got to give him that. He looked. He looked. He looks energized. He looks good. He looks yeah. clean. He looks good. Yeah. He yeah, does and, look I, good. and Matt, I did. I, I. I think I did read uh, Matt say that he's taking this shit very seriously, and he's 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 finally starting to fucking shape his life the way he needs to. So that's good to hear. I, I hope so. Yeah. And I, I don't mean to minimize that, but at the same time, Matt says that. Every yeah. time that Jeff gets in trouble and is trying to come back, and he's not lying because when he says it, Matt actually is trying to do better. But then just a slip up happens down the road. Yeah. So I don't want to minimize it. I just hope he stays on track, though. So this was a fun opening match. Jeff launched uh, off of Matt's back into a corner splash, followed with a whisper in the wind on Austin. Colton blindsided Jeff to allow the guns to regain control. Matt eventually hot-tagged back in. Austin was planted with a side effect and a twist of fate. We got a lot of delete chants. I love the delete chants, always. Uh, Colton saved his brother and put his foot on the rope. Austin missed the Famouser, but Matt missed another twist of fate, allowing Colton to hit a spinning underhook suplex, which looked great. Jeff tagged back in, cleaned house, double DDT, double low leg drop, and Jeff sent Colton flying with a twist of fate. 
But as he went up top, Juice Robinson. I, I listen, man. Oh boy, listen. here we go. Listen, Jesse. I am not sure you are in the know, but Juice Robinson. I hear this is from my sources. I don't know how they know, but they know he is rock hard, bro. I'm oh, not sure if you know. Really? I I don't weird. know what makes him rock, rock hard, bro. It's a fucking unsolved mystery, man. I don't get it. We'll find out. It's we'll a bigger mystery. It's a bigger mystery than these missing people in the Titanic, bro. I don't, I don't know. What is? I don't get that story. I, I refuse to open any link about that, but I'm getting headlines about the man, Titanic. Man, I'm, I'm fucking fascinated by the story, man. I really am fucking fascinated. I don't know what's going on. What's going on with the Titanic? Five billionaires went into a fucking shoddy, rickety submarine, paid two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to go fifteen thousand feet below sea level to go visit the Titanic, and they're stuck down there. And now they have, what, seven hours of oxygen left? They're probably all dead. Why don't they just go send another submarine down there? Bro, there's only, uh, there's like two two vehicles in the entire world that are, de- uh, I would say, approved enough to go down that deep. They're rich enough. I don't know, man. It's very bizarre. This whole story is very bizarre. I I find it fucking fascinating, though. I really do. First of all, you know what I thought? I'm like, why would anybody pay $250 to go and risk risk their fucking life in the blackness of the unknown? That's how many people have been down that deep? And and number two, the fucking Titanic looks very good on my 60 fucking eight-inch TV in the living room, man. I mean, it, it looks great on Discovery Network. What the fuck do I need to go down there for? Couldn't they just watch the movie and watch Leonardo DiCaprio bang this chick and get that out of it? They had to go down there themselves. This I, is what happened when you have too much money. You don't know what to fucking do with it. Bro, the step, I, I think it was the stepson of one of the billionaires who's trapped down there was actually at a Blink-182 concert during this whole ordeal and shot his shot at an OnlyFans model and asked the model to sit on his face. Wow. While his dad, while his stepdad was uh, down there uh, losing oxygen. What's he supposed to do? <laughs> Nothing he can do. What is might he going to well do? A, might as well get a nice little piece yeah, of sit on, on your sit face. Sit on my face, man. My fucking stepdad's down there. He ain't coming back. Let me shoot Bro, my shot. That's, when you have too much money, you start doing dumb shit like this, man. It's a very bizarre story, man. I don't know. I'm very fascinated by this, so I need to make the I needed to make the correlation there. Uh, if you guys want to read up on it, it's all over Twitter. Um, but yes, we got uh, Juice Robinson, and he was distracting the referee, Jay White. Uh, actually, yeah, actually, I'm sorry. Let me let me backtrack a little bit here. Uh, we got um, spinning onto a hook. Jeff sent Colton flying with a twist of fate. He went up top. Juice Robinson appeared, distracted the referee. Switchblade. Shoved Jeff off the top. This allowed the guns to hit 310 to Yuma. And then they win the match. Post-match, White dropped Jeff with a blade runner. Nailed him with it. Robinson dropped Jeff with the left hand of God. And he punched him with uh, some quarters in his left hand. Matt was about to suffer the same fate. But Ricky Starks ran out to make the save. Then FTR runs out to a big elevation to make the the save. The numbers were too much. And then CM Punk, the equalizer. He's out there. And uh, he neutralizes everybody. Punk took the microphone, issued a challenge for collision on Saturday. And he said, I'm a collision guy. I'm not even supposed to be here. So we got a big eight-man tag on collision, man. Okay. All right. 
isn't it pretty much the match? We're, okay, all right. Yeah, we got CM Punk, FTR, and Ricky Starks versus uh, Bullet Club Gold. All right. Looks like they're protecting. It looks like they're uh, keeping CM Punk grounded in tag team matches for the time being. With even though he'll have people? a singles, even though he'll have a singles match on Sunday with some dude. Yeah. Okay. Let's see where it goes. He got a big reaction. It's great to see Punk. He uh, did not really have a, a huge role on this show because this is not his show. But he's back, and it's always good to see him. Always, man. But Jesse's the hater. I'm, make the, sure I'm, you guys a, know. I'm a hater, though, man. He hates CM Punk. I'll tell you what I do hate. That fucking dog. Yeah, you know what we should do, man? We should send Cody Rhodes down to find the submarine, man. I know he'd find it. Uh, he, he is fucking uh, just untouchable, man. He can do it all. Cody can do it all, bro. Cody can do it all, man. I don't, I don't, I don't, that sounds so weird to me. I'm not familiar with our, our submarine technology, but if it seems to me that if it got disabled, that they can send another vehicle down there with rescue equipment. I don't Bro, know. From what, from what I, I from know. what I read, they have, uh, I don't know. This was like an hour ago. They had like nine hours to go, but the rescue, the rescue mission, bro, would be if they even get down there and they pull the submarine up, it's eight hours to the surface. So they're running out of oxygen. Eight hours. They have no oxygen. So they'll be down there with that fucking Titanic, man. The ghosts of the Titanic, man, fucking uh, have uh, reared their ugly head. I don't know. I, I don't know. Send Vin say, Diesel? Man. No, Vin Diesel can't save this. Uh, these people. No. No, uh, even though he did like race a submarine in one of those damn movies. Oh, I think he? he raced I think he raced a submarine in outer space or some shit, man. It, <laughs> these more you, you laugh. These movies get weirder and weirder. Bro, I watched Fast and, and Furious one and two, and then after that I stopped watching. You got it right. You got it right. There you go. Okay, good. You get you I'm not even gonna be like, oh bro, you gotta watch this one. You got it right. Stop right there. It's good. You, you know what AEW didn't get right, bro? It was this concession stand brawl. Now, I, I'm not going to sit here and, and grade this on, oh, my God, this shit was terrible. This was an awful match. It was supposed to be campy. That's what it was supposed to be. Jeff Jarrett, oh, the, Jeff yeah. Jarrett and Mark Briscoe had a concession stand brawl, yeah. and there was hot dogs, and there was ketchup. And there was popcorn and mustard and pretzels and all this other shit. And Jeff Jarrett's blonde hair was stained with yellow mustard. I'm a spicy brown mustard type of guy. I don't like the yellow, yellow mustard, even though I will accept that there's no other alternative. But um, I don't know, man. I, I, I was entertained by this, but like I said before in the open, I felt like I was watching a fucking show written by Tony Khan on an acid trip, man. I mean, this was just fucking all over the place. I, I thought I was fucking uh, losing my mind watching this shit. It was all over. It was, but like you said, it it was basically what I expected, you know? I mean, what did, what did you expect from a concession stand match? Like a Matt Classic? You know, it. we expected Karen. We got it. We expected Satin, we got it. Now, I'll admit, we got a lot more than even I expected in the match, but like we said, it was meant to be campy. It was meant to be, dang, this is the typical, you know, old-timey Jeff Jarrett kind of match, man. This is exactly what I expected. Yeah, uh, Excalibur mentioned Jerry Lawler, Bill Dundee, Larry Latham, and Wayne Ferris in the first ever concession stand brawl. 
Uh, that was well before my time. So uh, the only one I know there are uh, Jerry Lawler and Bill Dundee. The other guys, I don't know. Uh, Briscoe and Jarrett were waiting for the match to officially begin with referee Paul Turner out there. And he called for the bell. And Briscoe almost immediately threw Jarrett through a table at the start of this match. Briscoe chucked hot dogs at Jeff Jarrett. Uh, his hair was filled with yellow mustard. And Karen Jarrett was one of the girls behind the uh, concession stand serving popcorn and soda pop and uh, hot dogs. She comes out from behind the concession stand, Jesse, reveals herself and starts throwing ketchup and squirting ketchup in Mark Briscoe's eyes, blinding him. Sounds about right. If you put ketchup, if you put ketchup on your hot dogs, man, I'm going to have to fucking get ready. I'm sorry. That is so sad. So, Karen Jarrett. Don't tell me do? you put fucking ketchup on your hot dogs, bro. What kind of man do you take me for, man? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Just like, man, I swear to God, man. I, I don't want to go off topic again, man. I remember going down to Florida for spring break, and I went to fucking Burger King, man. This was, I don't know, this was back, I don't know, in college. I, I go to Burger King, man, and I order a fucking hamburger, and there's fucking mustard on the hamburger. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? And, and I ask around, oh, this is what we do down here. What? You put mustard on your hamburgers? Oh, you my goodness, man. What type of alternate universe am I living in? You don't. The world does. Mustard you know, on your hamburgers? You want to know who sells more burgers than anyone on the planet Earth? Florida? McDonald's. They don't put fucking mustard on their hamburgers up here. You ever, you ever got a, a quarter pounder? Have I ever gotten a... First of all, I don't eat McDonald's, number one. But yes, I've ordered a quarter pound. Well, mustard, ketchup, onions, bro. That's what comes on it. Well, I don't ask for that. But, I mean, again, they sell more burgers than anyone in the world, and they put mustard on their I thought they had that burger. special sauce. That's on the Big Mac. Oh. Just What's one it, what, what, is, what, is the, what is the special sauce? I'll give you, I'll give you a fucking special sauce. Let me it's, conjure something up a little bit later. It's, it's Thousand Island dressing and um, ketchup, I believe. That's the special sauce. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jesus, story, give me, eat, give me, give me bear burger or give me fucking uh, Five Guys, please. I don't eat McDonald's either, man. Five Guys don't put anything on a burger. You gotta put it. You gotta put your stuff on yourself over there, man. What's the other one? What's the other one? The other fast food fucking greasy Wendy, burger. Wendy's, no, no, Wendy's. Wendy's, Wendy's got good nuggets. I love their nuggets over there. They put mustard on their burgers. I don't order hamburgers from Wendy's. Mustard, What's the other well, fucking place, man? The other fucking uh, hamburger place besides Five Guys. The other, the other competition. I forgot the name of it. It's, it's right. escaped me. Shake Shack. I love Shake Shack, Shake. man. Oh, uh, no. We don't have a lot of Shake Shacks here. We got a few, but they're like, let me, a couple scattered around the city. Yeah, Shake Shack is good. Uh, but yeah, I uh, no, mustard on, on hamburgers and ketchup on hot dogs? No, I'm going to I'm gonna have to delete you. I'm sorry. Uh, it, it, it's, it's normal. Very normal. It's no, I know it's normal. It's not normal for me. It's not normal for New uh, York. Oh, I mean, you say you don't like it. That's, so, that's just, just, understandable. Just, just like how fucking some people around the United States, man, they make their fucking pizza eight inches thick and they call it a pizza. Not me. I don't enjoy it. Oh, you don't you no. don't enjoy deep dish pizza, I, bro? No, I, I don't. It no matter how many times I say it, I can't get it through your thick skull or anyone else's on Twitter. Real Chicagoans don't like deep dish pizza, dude. All right, good. I mean, um, but, with the but, real but Chicago ones. No, but you'll be here in a month saying, you guys eat deep dish pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Yes. No, we don't. I keep telling you, Home Run In Pizza is one of my favorites. Oh, probably my favorite of all time. Not deep dish at all. Stay and it's, it's a New York slice? What's a New York slice? I mean, cut the wrong way? No, it's cut in squares, bro. Square. That's your that's your fucking problem. Number one, it's, it's, it's cut. Make it taste different. Pizza pizza should be in the shape of a fucking triforce, if I, bro. Like if I, if, I, if I if I if I cut it in the shape of a wedge, will it taste better to you? If you cut it in the shape of a wedge, oh whatever. Bro, the, fuck the only thing I want cut shit. into a fucking square is my sandwich. Fine. Okay, it'll taste it'll taste better for you. Fine, I'll I'll cut it in your New York wedge bullshit. Yeah, and then you'll like love the it. triforce, man. Like you like you're holding yeah. up the fucking master sword. Do 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 do. Yeah. Blindfold you and have you bite the fucking pizza and you can't tell the shape of it and you don't know what to fucking think then. Difference of the shape of it make. It tastes the same. All right. What type of sauce you using? What type of cheese you using? How much sauce you using? I don't like pizza that's, with too much sauce, bro. That's what. That's the important stuff, bro. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's the important stuff. But the shape of the slice means you. I mean, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? That mean, I like. I watch baseball because of the color of these jerseys. I like the color of their jerseys. Who gives a shit? What slices as a cut? And what the fuck is wrong? What are we talking about here? I don't watch it's, any baseball, but Braves baseball for the color of their jerseys, or because you enjoy? No, the I, team? I enjoy the team. I can't watch another oh, team. So, so I, it I can't watch another baseball game. Like if you, so if, you ma- if the Braves if you, come out in a different color jersey, bro, if you, if, if, you if, if, if fucking ESPN's playing the Angels and the Dodgers or the Dodgers and the Rockies, I'm not watching that fucking game, even though I love baseball. I don't give a fuck. And if if the Braves change the color of their jerseys, are you no longer a Braves fan? Of course, I'm a Braves fan. Okay, so what difference does it make what slice the pizza is cut into? I prefer the triangle, man. Okay. Tastes different. You right? fold it, you bite it, it's greasy, it's dribbling down your fucking chin. Come on, man. What's the next thing? I have to get rid of this fucking guy, man. He doesn't, he doesn't know how to eat pizza. Bro, I've been This guy dropped. eats pizza with fucking fork and a knife. I'll tell you that right now. Guaranteed. I've been dropped. I've been dropped from about five to six stories about 15 times today. <laughs> okay. Well, that's your problem. I, yeah, I don't. I don't go on. I don't go. I don't go on those monstrosities where you're fucking uh, up in the air and you're fucking twisting around. I, I don't even. I don't even do the Ferris wheel, bro. What a fucking. I'm afraid of heights, man. You are a. Yeah, I'll be on a fucking airplane, thirty thousand feet in the air, flying to London with this fucking geek. God, you want to get on a roller coaster? Oh no. Anyway, Karen, Karen Jarrett, uh, she uh, apparently loves ketchup. She sprayed it all in Mark you Briscoe's eyes. You sleep with eyes. a nightlight too? Yes, I do actually. You fu- oh my. <laughs> <laughs> I sleep with a nightlight. I sleep with the sound of crickets every night, man. I sleep with a sound machine, whether it's crickets, the sound of the ocean, white noise, something, man. You put cucumbers over your eyes, you no. fucking... No, 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 those, those only go on my salad. Let me ask you something. When, when Karen Jarrett wanted to eliminate Aubrey, what did Karen do to her? I don't know. I didn't watch. She hit her with a guitar, remember? Yes, 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 yes. yes. Are you sure you remember this? Yes, and I saw, just... yes, I physically seen that, yes. Okay, so, but now when Karen Jarrett wanted to eliminate Mark Briscoe, she used ketchup. Yes. All so right. you're asking where the guitar is? It doesn't have to be a guitar. If she wanted someone to eliminate it, she used something heavy. But then when she wanted to eliminate Mark Briscoe, she used a condiment. Ketchup. Ketchup. 
Was it organic or not? I don't know. Oh, my God. I don't know. But uh, she got uh, Briscoe in the eyes with the ketchup. And then uh, Briscoe set up Jared on the table. So, first of all, so somebody somebody came over and started spraying water in Briscoe's eyes. One of the other ladies that was there. Who was that? I don't know. She was a fat slob. I don't know who she was. I uh, thought it was a fan that got she out of control. She might have eaten all the hot dogs before we fucking even got to the match. I don't know. She fucking rolled in there like they rolled around a fucking cart. I don't know. Uh, Briscoe uh, set up Jared on the table. I'll get canceled tomorrow. Uh, Briscoe set up Jared Not on my the table. comments. <laughs> nope. Briscoe mm. set up Jared on the table, climbed the ladder, but someone in a hoodie climbed up the ladder and shoved Briscoe through the table. Uh, Sunjay Dutt revealed himself. Jared and Briscoe brawled into the crowd. We go to commercial. Jay Lethal popped up during the commercial break. It's now three on one. Lethal went to grab the ring attendant and Papa Briscoe, who was sitting Papa at Briscoe. ringside, he chokeslammed Lethal through the timekeeper's table with a fucking nice looking chokeslam. Uh, he then cleaned house on Dutt and Jarrett, and then Karen comes in the ring and low blows Papa Briscoe. So that took him out there. Mark fired off redneck kung fu on Jeff Jarrett. He tried for a J driller. Satnam Singh came out, laid out Mark Briscoe with a big chokeslam. Best friends, Lucha Brothers, Christopher Daniels, they all ran out to fend off Satnam Singh. Ray Phoenix dropped him with a massive springboard splash. Penta cracked Jarrett with a super kick as Briscoe got the schoolboy to win it. One, two, three. I felt like I was, uh, yeah, finally. Finally. I, I felt like I felt like I was sitting through a Kurt Cobain uh, writing session with this match, man. I was hopped up on fucking some... Uh, some weird uh, narcotics. Uh, this was crazy. So, unfortunately, with the result of this, this means we don't get Jeff Jarrett on TV anymore. No, 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 no. Everybody everybody was gaslighted with that, man. Everybody jumped the gut on that one. That was not what he meant. They deleted that video off of Twitter and on YouTube because people were thinking that that was the case, and they got excited, and AEW had to come out and say that was not the case. If people got excited... Then why would it? Never mind. Yes. I, I get, I get it, man. Everybody wanted the same thing you wanted. Why he said it and we saw it? No, that's bullshit. He said it and we saw it. Do you genuinely think Tony Khan is going to take Jeff Jarrett off of TV, man? I, There's I, things I that Tony so, Khan does so and doesn't do. So. The things he doesn't do is take Orange Cassidy and Jeff Jarrett off of TV. I thought so because he told me so. I heard it. I heard it myself. You don't got to get fired. You can stay in the company. I want him in the company. But off TV means his ass stays in the back with his wife and her ketchup and stay off of TV. You want to know something? Why why is there only 584 likes on this stream, man? I think we're fucking entertaining as fuck, man. Don't we deserve another 300 likes? Probably because Karen Karen Jarrett. It's probably all these fucking people who put mustard on their goddamn hamburgers. We wanted less Jarrett's. This motherfucker gives us more Jarrett's. More slap nuts for you, brother. Oh, God. Backstage, the BCC, or with Don Callis and Kanosuke Takeshita. John Moxley issued a five-on-five challenge to the elite as the Blackpool Combat Club and Takeshita will have Moxley's protege, Shota Umino, by their side. Oh, great. Moxley said the Rainmaker will have a nightmare on Sunday thanks to the best wrestler in the world, Danielson said he challenged Okada to a face-to-face tonight, but he doesn't believe Okada is even in the building. When they step in the ring, Danielson will prove Okada is an amateur. If Okada doesn't answer the call, 
he'll prove he's an amateur and a coward. Okada flew from Japan to Chicago into the Wind Trust where Brian Danielson was put in the main event segment for him to say, Okada's not here. Yeah. He didn't know Okada was here. Bro, I, I find it fascinating that he called Okada an amateur. Amateur. Oh, that's his thing. That's that's cool. It's fine. That's his thing. I mean, listen, that's... if you're not excited about this match, man, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. That's what's up, I, I mean, it's... If you're a pro wrestling fan, if you're a WWE fan and hate AEW, I, I cannot for the life of me understand how you could physically shit on this match. Oh, like, what is wrong with can. you? Oh, they can. And they will. They will, I know. And they will. Yeah, I mean, you know what? If this was uh, if this was Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins versus Okada, I'd be the greatest match ever. The, the, the average wrestling Ridiculous. fan is really getting on my nerves, man. They really are. Because they They're are the dumbest people on the planet, bro. It's it's not even about I've I've gotten past the thing of like you know just enjoy your own wrestling and just leave the other one alone. I've gotten past that because people can't do that. Because instead of just well I'm a WWE guy I don't like AEW so I'm just gonna watch WWE. No, I'm a WWE guy and I don't like AEW so I'm gonna take as much time as I can to go and shit on the AEW content and the fans and try to convince them that AEW sucks and they're gonna fold. And just, I mean, what is the what is the point? What is the point? They have no friends. They have no life. They have no direction in life. What do you want me to tell you? I don't know. Pro- projecting, uh, hoping, trying to. I mean, I don't understand why there's why there's a hatred for another company trying to provide some pro wrestling content to pro wrestling fans. I don't understand it. Do you see? Do you see football fans going around and trying to convince? you know, World Football League or XFL League that the NFL is better. You don't have to convince people that NFL is better than the XFL, okay? So what are we doing here? Just go enjoy your football. It's, it's crazy, man. You know, there, there, are, there are people out there that love MLB, Major League Baseball, and that they loathe the World Baseball Classic, you know? There were people who were uh, opposing having that happen, you know? Meanwhile, the World Baseball Classic is important to other regions around the world, but here in the United States... Oh, my God, my guy is getting injured, and he's out for six months because he had to play in the useless World Baseball Classic. I don't give a fuck about that. Fuck him. Not useless. They make money. I know. This, some this people, is, some people, some of the players actually take that as a huge honor. You know? Uh, people, I don't know, man. man. It's people, 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 people are fucking... People are, I mean, jeez. Crazy, man. Crazy. I, understand, I understand fandom. I just don't understand the elitist. I don't, I don't yeah. get that shit. Yeah, tribalism. I, man, it's so weird, man. Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Murder Grandpa, Minoru Suzuki, in a trio's match against Action Andretti, who uh, I feel like I haven't seen since he's beaten Jericho. Darius Martin, who's without yeah. his brother Dante because of another injury that could have been avoided. And A.R. Fox, who's been very impressive since signing with AEW. So... We got uh, Suzuki making his entrance. We got the crowd singing Judas. Typical stuff here at the start of the match. And I, I popped when Jericho did the lay sex gods pose and Minoru Suzuki was there posing as a lay sex god. I don't know why I laughed so hard. I just did. I just found it to be incredibly humorous. Uh, Fox jumped in, briefly took control of Jericho. 
pulled Aubrey Edwards, who was the referee in this match, in front of him to regain control. Fox made a hot tag to Action Andretti, who fought off the uh, Manny upset in his AEW debut, Chris Jericho. Jericho responded with some chops until Andretti took out Guevara with a dive, and Jericho with a springboard dive. Shotgun drop kicks and Jericho flying into the corner. He missed the split-legged moonsault. Landed Andretti into the clutches of a Suzuki sleeper hold. Martin broke it up, but Suzuki dropped him with one shot right to the face. Match broke down, back and forth, high-flying attacks until AR Fox hit an inverted truss dive. It looked like a somersault dive off the ropes to the floor. Action Andretti uh, beat Jericho, the or almost beat Jericho, the same way he did uh, in his debut match with a running shooting star press. Jericho escaped at a two-count. Suzuki planted Fox with the gotch pile driver as Dante Martin, or was it Darius Martin? I'm sorry, I'm mixing them up now. It was Darius Martin. I'm sorry. I miss Dante Martin. Should have never yeah, gotten we'll, injured. We'll, we'll, we'll get him back, and then we'll lose Darius. Yeah. Uh, Darius ran wild on Jericho, blocked a dive into a nasty-looking lion tamer for the tap-out submission. So uh, the uh, Lysex gods and Suzuki win this match. Post-match, Renee Paquette gets into the ring, and she wants to ask Jericho about his comments last week in regards to Sting. So she asked Jericho what it's like to share the ring with Sting for the first time ever. What was that moment like for you? Jericho took the microphone. She left and said it was a monumental moment in pro wrestling history never seen before. He said everyone was so excited except for me. He says he's known Sting for a long time, and he knows how selfish and egotistical he is despite being a hero to millions. He said, Sting just shows up wherever the highest bidder is. You're a whore, Sting. He challenged Sting and Darby and a partner of their choosing to a match against him, Guevara and Suzuki at Forbidden Door. They cut to Guevara uh, chewing his gum, and Suzuki showed no emotion whatsoever. Jericho said Sting is a coward and a sanctimonious son of a bitch. Before he said bitch, Sting's music played, and he and Darby made their way out to the ring. And Sting got in the ring. He stared at Jericho. Fans were chanting, holy shit, in Chicago. Sting put his arm around Jericho and asked why he's so uptight. Sting said Jericho was cussing under his breath. He needs to calm down, and he says he needs more than a moment with him. On Sunday, he will have more time with him. He said, him and Darby accept your lame challenge. Darby said Jericho's made a lot of enemies in a lot of places. So we got the guy for you on Sunday. Jericho asked who it is, and Darby said he'll find out at Collision. Now, it could be somebody in New Japan. You know, he's got history with Naito. He's got history with a couple of guys over there, Evil. Uh, He's got history with Goldberg. He's got history with Goldberg, so it could very well be Bill Goldberg. We don't know, but um, I don't know. I don't know. They're saving it for for Saturday. And uh, I think it's a, a big enough name where it's going to pop the crowd in uh, Toronto on Saturday. So uh, it could be anybody. Oh, somebody Canadian, maybe. Maybe maybe somebody Canadian. We'll see. But here's my question to you. Yeah. Since since I, I, I see that, you know, Drew likes to spin it around and, 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 and put you on the spot. Do we get Sting versus Jericho one-on-one, or did they decide yes. that that's just not a match that they can feasibly do? Well, Sting says he doesn't want, he doesn't want to work a one-on-one match. But Good for I, him. I, 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 if he wants what he wants, uh, he, he should get it. You know, he's, yeah. done, uh, he's done more than enough for us. Uh, I do think we get it. 
I, so? I, I do think that will be his retirement match, yes. We'll see. I, I, I think that they may be out. Look, first off, I don't know. All right. We know Jericho can go for a full match, but we don't know if Sting is up to it. Like you just said, Sting doesn't want one. Maybe he knows that he can't um, deliver a, a high-quality match in a one-on-one spot. Maybe he already knows that. Yeah. So I don't know. If if he does decide to do it, um, I think it'll be epic. I think it'll be awesome. But if he doesn't decide to do it or he decides not to do it, I understand. I understand. You don't want to you know, look like Shawn Michaels in Saudi Arabia, you know, in your last damn match, man. Yeah, I know. Uh, I don't think Sting would look that bad. I mean, what do they got to go? Ten minutes? Sting can't well, go ten minutes. I think there's some shenanigans in there and make yeah. it look good, maybe. You know, but we'll see. I do think it happened. Somebody in the chat said Lance Storm possibly to team with Sting. I mean, it's a possibility, but he's not really a New Japan talent. He is Canadian. Canadian. Yeah. You know, so we'll see what happens there. But uh, I'm intrigued about what they do on Saturday. I'm very much looking forward to Collision. I thought. Uh, Collision was great on Saturday, and they're going to put a banger show on Saturday right before the Forbidden Door pay-per-view. Uh, backstage, we got uh, Adam Hangman Page, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega. This was clearly a taped segment. Uh, it might have been a taped segment. Uh, well, all we heard was that they were not in the venue tonight because CM Punk was there live in attendance, and Tony Khan did not want them to show up tonight and on Saturday before the pay-per-view. So uh, Hangman said that there are only four of them and Omega is already booked against Will Ospreay. Hangman said they have friends all over. Omega said sometimes it feels like the whole world is against them. But a lot of people hate the Blackpool Combat Club. Said when the chips were down and they needed a friend, they found someone in an unexpected place in Walks Eddie Kingston. He says he's not their friend. He talked about their past briefly and says he doesn't like or respect them, but he hates Claudio even more. He says he teamed with them, but the final person has to be someone he picks he said he'd make the announcement for himself later tonight. Uh, I was expecting that we get maybe Kota Ibushi going into Forbidden Door, but I, I don't think that their resolution has come yet, Jesse, as far as uh, that little blow up there between uh, Ibushi no. and New Japan. So no. uh, I think it, if we were it, getting Ibushi, we would know by now. Yeah, uh, it, it may be it may be something that we get towards Blood and Guts because I feel like this is not going to be over at Forbidden Door. We're going to get Blood and Guts at some point between the Blackpool Combat Club and the Elite. Okay. All and, in, yeah, all in. Maybe who knows? Who knows? We'll see what happens. But I do, I, I do suspect that we see Kota Ibushi. But right now we got to deal with you know uh, the uh, Eddie Kingston dynamic, which I have no problem with. Uh, because him and Claudio at least make sense. And then the other guys I don't, I don't really care about. So it should be a fine match. I just feel like it's just thrown together to get these guys a spot on the show. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Adam Cole. It's good to see Adam Cole. He walked out and he's got uh, story time with Adam Cole, baby. He actually was ready for story time. He talked about how he did everything in his power to beat MJF last week, but he did not win. However, MJF didn't win either. He says he understands it was the smart thing for MJF to do to not accept five more minutes, but it was also the cowardly thing to do. He says if he wants to be remembered as the greatest AEW champion of all time, he has to take on and defeat all comers, and MJF has never defeated him. So Adam Cole calls MJF out to the ring. He does come out, and MJF said the Midwest mouth breathers aren't very bright, but when I'm holding the microphone, I'm going to need you guys to keep your poor mouths shut. I knew he was doomed when he started. Yes. <laughs> Fans chanted, you suck. Uh, first of all, they chanted, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and then they chanted, you suck. Or it was a mixture of both. 
He says he brought out the best in Cole, the version of him he studied early in his career, and that's exactly what he did, man. I'm going to put that one on the checklist of things that MJF has done. Adam Cole, a lot of people were asking, and I talked about this with uh, Drew on Tuesday. A lot of people have been asking, man, where uh, that old NXT undisputed NXT champion Adam Cole's been, baby. Uh, MJF brought him out, man. Uh, Another name on the list that MJF has... I don't want to say resurrected, but brought the best out of because that's how good MJF is. You know what I mean? He's fantastic, man. Yeah. He, when he came out, when when that reaction popped, and I knew we were getting we were getting this this the Chicago crowd, you know, with MJF and and all his glory, I knew it was gonna be a, a session. I, I, the first insult he came up with, I knew. I was riding in the car with my wife. She was listening as she was driving, and she was trying to hear all the chants like, oh, there's the asshole. Whoop, shut the fuck up. What, what's this one? Oh, they, they, they were not going to let up. They, they, we love to see him come out just so we can boo his ass. Yeah. Love it. Love it. He's man. brought the best out of Ricky Starks. He's brought the best out of Brian Danielson. He's brought the best out of Jungle Boy. He's brought the best out of Darby. He's brought the best out of Sammy. He's brought the best out of Adam Cole. Who's next? Adam, Adam Cole is always Adam Cole, though. Adam Cole is always great, yes, but we haven't seen we haven't seen that Adam Cole like we saw last week in a very long time. Yeah, yeah. In in the ring, we did need you know that opponent for Adam Cole because uh, maybe maybe a little ring rust, maybe a little hesitation because he you know doesn't want to end up with another concussion or something like that. Maybe, but yeah, with MJF, it felt like we got full Adam Cole back in that match. Yeah, so. He said he brought out the best in Cole, the version of him that he studied. He said Cole won't give him the credit or thank him. Fans then started to chant, asshole. (laughs) He said Cole has had so many blows to the head, he's lost track of time. He said he had him beat if the time didn't run out. And fans started chanting, bullshit, bullshit at MJF. He said because he cares about Cole's health and well-being, as far as his request for a rematch, I'm going to have to go out there and say no. Cole, of course, said, of course you'd say no. He suggested that they fight right here, right now. Shivani then all of a sudden stands up and asked for both of their attention. Um, I don't really like, well, it made sense here because MJF does not like Tony Shivani, and Tony Shivani does not like MJF, and neither does Adam Cole because Adam Cole... Uh, sees that Tony Schiavone gets very, very close to Rip Baker. So, uh, Continuity. It, it, there's, yeah, there's a little uh, tie-in there, so I see why they did it. But I don't want Tony Schiavone to be the de facto, you know, uh, management representative that announces these big matches because Tony Khan is feeding him the info through the headset. Uh, I think yeah. if they want that, they should get somebody to be somebody like William Regal on their show. Yeah, they 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 do need like a, a uh, like a GM, something like that. Yeah. But... I'm not going to let this piece of continuity go unappreciated. No, no, I appreciate Adam, it. Adam Cole hates Tony Schiavone. Yeah. And just because he's a baby face, that shouldn't change. He doesn't like how close he is to his to his girl. So I like that. I love that. I'm like, because my first reaction was, fuck is Adam Cole's problem with Schiavone? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. I like that. So Schiavone stood up, asked for their attention. He said he had an announcement. Both MJF and Cole together in tandem said, shut up, Schiavone. He says he just drew Cole and MJF out of the tumbler, and they are a team in the Blind Eliminator Tag Team Tournament. 
Cole yelled that he doesn't want a team with MJF. MJF, I laughed out loud with this. I, this was such, this is such a classic line. He yelled out, "You want me to wrestle every week? Every week? Are you out of your mind? <laughs> Are you, you some sort pervert? of sick pervert?" <laughs> Man, I died. I, I died. That was so good. I, I died, man. You want me to wrestle every week? I was dead. That was so fucking good. MJF and Cole started yelling at each other. Shivani says he wasn't supposed to reveal that, but he couldn't hold it back. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, Tana, Tanahashi, Hiroshi Tanahashi showed up on the big screen and challenged MJF again. He's speaking very broken English, and uh, MJF is. Um, he, he said, what type of rinky-dink production is Tony Khan running around here? I mean, holy shit. He got Tanahashi speaking broken English on the fucking Titantron on, on the big screen. And he's like, what type of fucking indie fucking rinky-dink show is this? That was fucking great, man. So For all the people out there currently saying how he doesn't wrestle enough and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Sick perverts are you people? So Cole is trying to egg MJF into the Tanahashi match, saying Tanahashi's better than him, and he's scared of Tanahashi. MJF angrily told Cole that no one on the planet is on his level. Cole started a coward chant, and then MJF yelled, damn it, Tanahashi, you want me a forbidden door? You're on. And the match is official. So uh, we got a, a lot going on. This was a great segment. This was... Um, they work so fucking well together. There's MJF and Adam Cole, number one. Uh, I'm looking forward to a, a second match eventually uh, with uh, these two after the first match, what we got. But the thing that I take away from this most, Jesse, is, and I know I know what people are expecting me to say, and I'll get to that in a second, is a lot of people were like, oh, uh, MJF and Adam Cole, man. Well, what's the difference here between MJF Ken, and Adam Cole and, hey, and, and, every, and everybody else uh, MJF has wrestled? Bro, they're, they're legitimately trying to make this feud different than everything else MJF has done, and I appreciate oh. that. Um, it's working wonders so far. It's been the highlight for the last uh, three weeks they've been on TV together, and I know the Tag Team Blind Eliminator Tournament is, is fucking silly, and it, it's a throwback to Lethal Lottery and WCW. I, I get it, and I understand that this is... Can they coexist? Can they coexist? I I get it. I don't like it. (laughs) But I don't see them going on into the second round of this fucking tournament that's been not not announced yet. This this thing is going to deteriorate in round one. This is a one and done. This is a one-shot deal. MJF is not going to wrestle every week. MJF is not going to be in a fucking tag team. And MJF and Adam Cole are not going to coexist. I get it. It's easy. It's easy to say, oh, well, JD doesn't criticize this because it's the AEW. But when WWE does it, how many times has AEW done a can they coexist angle? I can count them maybe on one hand. WWE, it's their tried and true. It's their go-to. It's always been that way. And they literally say that in the buildup. Yeah. Can they coexist yeah. every they got, time? They got Corey Graves or fucking whoever on Con- Can they coexist? Oh, my God. Pal! That is such a Vince thing, man. Yeah. But this rivalry's been fucking spot on. I'm loving this. Maybe we get a ladder match. You know, MJF, I talked about this with Drew, too, on Tuesday. MJF has the best dog collar match. He has the best Iron Man match. He has the... What else? Are the, what other match he's been in? 
Dog Collar, Iron Man, Iron Man Fatal Four Way. Right, Fatal he's gonna ways. go. He's gonna through the gauntlet of matches, bro. He's gonna have the best steel cage match. He's gonna have the best ladder match. It, what did Punk say? I'm not. I'm not champion because I have the best match. I'm champion because I won. Because I won the dog collar match. But he won't bring the title out. What is he doing with the title? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, this was great. Um, they got great chemistry. I'm looking forward to what they do next. And, and I'm, I'm actually looking forward to this pairing, this tag team, for yeah. for, for the one week between Adam Cole and MJF because I know AEW doesn't do it often. So write that in there, and it's not going to last one week. MJF is not going to wrestle every week, even though they did uh, announce him for Rampage. But, I mean, it's Forbidden yeah. Door weekend, so why not? First ever Rampage. Yeah. So I'm not a, I am not don't like the can they coexist bullshit. No, I, nobody I, does. I, I, I never have, never will. Um, the only reason I'm willing to pallet this one and see what happens with it is because the dynamic and the the charisma between MJF and Adam Cole is basically unparalleled. Yeah. So I just want to see how they come out of it, and I'm I believe it's gonna be funnier than all hell when it does happen. Just just because MJF is a is a, is a fucking genius out there. Yeah. So I'm interested in that regard, but I don't like the can they coexist bullshit. But we'll see. We'll see. I mean, again, this 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 interests me to the slightest because I do want to see what happens from it. But I'm not a fan of the can they coexist matches, though. The Owen Hart Memorial Men's Tournament and Women's Tournament was announced at this point in the show, and then they just casually threw out CM Punk wrestling Shitoshi Kojima, and yes. uh, <laughs> that was the most anticlimactic way to announce Punk's involvement in this tournament or in the Forbidden Door pay per view. Uh, to I the didn't- point. Wait, I'm sorry. I, I mean, I didn't really expect them to do that. Uh, the rumors was that it, it was supposed to be Kenta, uh, and, and we're trying to uh, figure out the reason why Kenta and Punk didn't happen. I said it was going to be a political nightmare regardless, so I don't know who would have ended up winning that match. Who knows? Does he have problems with New Japan management? Does he have problems with Rocky Romero? I don't know. I think the only one who wanted the match realistically was Punk, and it's not happening, so we got this, but... I mean, such an anticlimactic way. And, Jesse, I think fans are excited to see Punk on Forbidden Door. But, I mean, with people like me, you, Drew, and everybody else who watches wrestling here in America, uh, I can't really be ex- I can't really see them being excited about this announcement and CM Punk's involvement here for Forbidden Door. I don't I don't want to I don't want to see this match. No, no, I, I, I do not. Um, um, shit, I forget what I was going to say about that part, though. But so. What else do you do with Punk in this regard and in, in, in Forbidden Door? I mean, so the thing is, anything, to me, it feels like anything would have been better. I have no idea who this guy is that he's facing. And not only that, I'm I'm wondering who it was that actually called off this Punk and um, Kenta match because it would seem to me, I mean, I, I, I don't know, and I don't even know if I should fucking say this, but why would Kenta call off this match? This seems like this would be the biggest match of his fucking career. It would be the biggest match of his career. I have no so idea. Was it, was it Kenta that ended it, or was it Punk that said, I don't want it? No, Kenta, would, Kenta tried to make a storyline out of it. I do believe that this is where we were headed. But. Yeah, and it's, it seems like that he tried to get the match, and then Punk was like, no, I ain't interested. And then immediately Kenta's like, well, I wasn't interested. I wasn't interested. Yeah. I wasn't interested. Yeah, you were. This, is, this will be the biggest match of his career. Yeah. Why wouldn't he? What else is he going to do? What is Kenta involved in right now? Nothing. 
No. I don't. I, I mean, I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but it just felt like to me that Punk said, "I'd rather do something else. I don't want to do this with Kenta." Yeah. And then Kenta tried to, you know, save face. He's like, "I don't want this with Punk. I didn't want it either. I don't want this." He probably did. I don't know, but it seems to me that this is a big win for Kenta, and Punk has all the leverage in the world to say, "I would rather work with someone else." Yeah. So. I will say, I'm I'm assuming that the, the Punk match is going to be fun for what it is, and he's going to advance, and people are going to be happy. Uh, but um, I would have rather see that match or Tanahashi or something along the lines. But they're sticking to their guns. They got Punk involved. They 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 didn't have to mess up the rest of the card that they already had planned, and, and everybody's happy. So uh, Punk will be at the Forbidden Door, whether you like it or not. At least he's there. Orange Cassidy, Katsuyori Shibata, Daniel Garcia, and Zack Sabre Jr. This was a tag team match. Uh, and this was all started from last week as they were all eyeing the international championship. Uh, the bell rang and fans immediately chanted, holy shit, because Zack Sabre Jr. and Katsuyori Shibata were in the ring locking up. So Chicago appreciates uh, these two gentlemen from New Japan. Uh, Sabre Jr. here. He put his hands behind his back, and he uh, was watching some of Orange Cassidy's antics. He took control, tagged in Garcia. They double-teamed Cassidy. Garcia knocked Shibata off the ring apron when he teased the save. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. gave Cassidy an uppercut at ringside. We go to commercial break. We're back from break. Shibata and Zack Sabre were battling. Garcia tagged in. We got all four guys in there doing their shit. Garcia applied a lion tamer in the middle of the ring on Shibata. Shibata reversed it. Zack Saber broke it up. Shibata no solo Garcia clothesline and then applied a sleeper. Shibata kicked a charging Zack Saber Jr. Cassidy misfired and hit Shibata with the orange punch accidentally when Garcia ducked. And Garcia then stack covered Shibata for the win. So uh we got this match happening. Jesse Fettle four-way at Forbidden Door for the International Championship. I didn't really honestly, I didn't really care about this match. Um Orange Cassidy's been a tremendous champion. Uh, I don't really feel any emotional investment in Shibata. I know he's got a great story and a hell of a comeback story. Don't really care for this version of Daniel Garcia. I certainly appreciate and love Zack Sabre on what he can do in the ring, but I got to be honest with you, man. I find that style to be incredibly uh, sleep-inducing and boring. It's not my it's not my cup of uh, of coffee, uh, I will say. I got to agree. Uh, I kind of feel the same here, man. Um now, the Fatal 4-Way should come off better than the tag team match did because yeah. I just feel like it's going to be a little bit more chaotic and a little bit more uh, sense of urgency. But, I mean, I can't, I can't get involved with these guys that I don't really know and don't really see on my television. And then the styles, bro, like you, like, like you agree, I, I can't get into it. Yeah, and, and that, that's going to be the uphill battle. I think going forward for Forbidden Door 3, to help plant seeds and to get some form of a story or, or interest... Um, I think they need to plan a little bit more of the storyline seeds of the, to go in before a week before Forbidden Door. Yeah. Um, promo packages on these guys. We don't know who Punk is facing. We don't know. We know Punk. We don't know who this guy is facing. So it's going to make us look at this like, why is Punk being wasted on this guy? And that might not be the case. This guy might be extremely fucking talented. We just don't know. You know, and someone and and let me scroll up because I like giving credit where credit is due. 
Media One software says, how are, our, how are the elite and punk going to be in the same goddamn venue at Forbidden Door if they can't be in the same venue in Chicago? I don't know. It's a good point. If they can, if, if they can be in the same venue at Forbidden Door, then they should be able to do it three, four days before Forbidden Door. It's crazy. That part, I don't know. I don't know. But like I said, I, I mean, that's that's a very good point. And I thought I saw something else here, too, that kind of made sense. Oh, here we go. Why is CM Punk in the Owen Hart tournament? And let me, before you answer, is he a champion or not? The red bag, is Punk still a champion or not? Because he's in this tournament, makes him a champion in the tournament. Is Punk a champion or not? And if so, why is he in this tournament? Bro, I don't think Punk, I already told you this. I don't think Punk is winning the tournament. Why is he? Way too obvious. I was in the tournament, and I think that I think they need to address this red bag situation. They're going to address the red bag. Sam Punk did not bring the red bag out to television, and then he's just going to fucking forget it like Vince McMahon's got Alzheimer's. He and forgot it by the end line. of the show. He never brought it back out by the end Why of the show. Why did he need to bring? I mean, I don't. I'm not going to look at that as a big deal. Not a big deal. I just wanted to address: Is he a champion or not? Because he's in this tournament to win it. Do we have a champion in the tournament or not? Well, according to. Uh, MJF, he's not a champion. Not a champion. Okay. I just want to know. Because he says he is because he wasn't beat for it. And he got a red bag. Was was Larry in that fucking bag? No. Are you sure Larry was in that bag? Oh, La- 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 Larry should be in your lap, realistically. Being that pe- dog being petted and, be, and loved and caressed. He needs to be in a bag. He needs to be treated with love and care. That handsome man. Was a steel in the bag? What was in the bag? Kenny Omega's fucking uh, skin that was ripped off by a steel's bite at the scrum. That, <laughs> that's what was in the bag. I don't know. The young bucks balls were in the bag. I don't know what, what was in the bag. What was in the bag? So it's like what was in Eric Rowan's fucking cage all those months, and it was revealed to be a fucking uh, obviously uh, uh, fake spider. and ridiculous robotic spider. <laughs> I'm like wow, Brad Pitt man! Over. I'm so I'm terrified. Like, I'm like Brad Pitt over here. What's in the box? What's Every in week. the fucking box? Oh, that's man. what they're watching for, pal. What's in the box? <laughs> they fucked Rowan on that one, man, <laughs> big time. Fucking so garbage. Uh, anyway, um, Will Ospreay, he was there tonight, and uh, Alex Marvez ran over trying to interview him. And uh, he was getting his stuff out of the SUV as he was, I guess, just entering the building. He says he's used to performing in civilized countries like Japan and England, not places like Canada. (laughs) Don Callis walked in and said Omega's been inciting his fan base to violence, so he needs protection from those Canadians. Callis says he has his own military-grade private security, and he'll make them available to him in Toronto. Osprey asks what's in it for Callis. Callis says he just wants to see a fair fight. Sure you do, Don. Sure you do, man. And Tony Storm is knocking on my door in about fucking 30 minutes. With Rock Hard? No, without Rock Hard. Without Rock Hard. Okay. Without Rock Hard. Gotcha. Give me a break. I love Don Callis. I'm looking forward to that match. I think it's going to be great. Uh, Chris Statlander. She went one-on-one with 
Taya Valkyrie. This was a TBS championship match. Um, normally, man, uh, I would sit here and say, uh, eh, to the TBS title, man. But Statlander, A, putting in work. B, I thought they worked very well together. And the TBS title hasn't seen uh, this level of work in uh, probably, how, how long did Jade hold that title? 60 wins? 60 wins, man. 500-something days. That title hasn't seen this work rate in 500-some-odd days, bro. Yeah. I want to talk about Taya Valkyrie for a second. Everybody yeah. knows how I feel about Stat. I'm not going to sit here and talk about Stat. If you don't know, Stat is Bay. Yeah. Stat is my girl. Yeah. She is champion and should be, and the world is a better place as long as that is the case. So yeah. put that aside for a second. Taya Valkyrie is not doing it for me. And it feels like that should not be because she is so talented. Um, I think she needs to be more heel. You know, she, now I know she's heel right now. She's coming off as heel right now. But I think that if Taya could become, I mean, I'm just going to put it. I think if she becomes a little bit more of a bitch in character and on Mike, I think she could get much more over because she has it. She has the experience. She has the work rate and she has the demeanor because the crowd is not that the crowd was not attaching to her as a baby face. So yeah, this has been like a little bit of a soft heel run. I think she should just go, go all fucking out and be the biggest bitch. And I think that would be fantastic for her gimmick and the division, man. I think that would be great. Yeah, uh, listen, Taya, uh, I'm going to agree with you there. Uh, this was the best I think Taya's looked in AEW so far with this match one. Um, I never saw the big deal in Taya. Uh, now, yeah. now, now, granted, I, I don't watch Impact, so all, all I did was hear about how great she was for that women's division. She's a, she's a fine wrestler. She's a very good wrestler. Uh, I don't get the hype again. Some people I just do get the hype for, and some people I don't get the hype for. Ty is one of those women that I don't get the hype for. Um, I was not big into her on the indies. I was not. Big. I was big into her in Lucha Underground when she worked alongside her husband. That's when yes. she was good. She yes. worked fucking great in Lucha yes. Underground. When she made it to Impact, I didn't care. When she got brought into WWE, I didn't really look at it as a big signing. I didn't like the gimmick on top of that. Now she's in AEW, and I don't really see what you know we yeah. know of from her impact reign as women's yes. champ we're not seeing that so it's it's in, in comparison coming off to me as what the fuck is so special here yes that's what she, we need if you bring her in yes. that caliber talent yes she's older but if she's still capable of that then why aren't we getting that yeah i i want i want she i think the easy i mean the easy way of putting it is she needs a a bigger storyline. Yeah. A, a bigger arc. Give her a bigger storyline. Have it involve her being a complete heel, not just this, er, you get a title match after I lost my title match, so I'm mad at you for winning your title match when I lost mine. No, 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 no. She needs to come out in street clothes. She needs to come out and tell us how pissed off she is and give us a good reason as to why, who she's pissed off at, and then let that be known. Let a week or two go by and have Ty come out and fuck up some shit in a title match or some shit like that. 
She just needs to be a darker heel. Yeah. Why? Because she can do it. And I've seen her do it in Lucha Underground. But like you said, since Lucha Underground and everything in between up until right now, I just don't give a shit. Yeah, uh, Chris Copeland in the chat says his first experience with her was in NXT, dot, dot, dot. And then he says, oof. Yeah, that's that's also a thing. If you first saw her in NXT, you are not going to see anything remotely special about her at all. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, this was a fine match. I thought this was her best match in AEW so far. This was uh, a very good match for Statlander as well. Both ladies, after a commercial break, connected with some big kicks. Uh, doubled down. Statlander fought back with a running corner knee. Spinning Fisherman driver for a two. Valkyrie countered. Statlander's finish with a double arm underhook driver for a two. Statlander avoided a curb stomp with a huge spear. Statlander then missed a clothesline, and Valkyrie hit a spear of her own, which did not look very good. And then she followed with a sliding German uh, the Nakamura sliding German as the uh, opponent hangs on the ropes also did not look good, looked very weak. Valkyrie went up top. Statlander cut her off with a superplex, and she connected with what she calls Wednesday Night Fever, the former Big Bang Theory, one, two, three, and that was the victory for Chris Statlander. Good stuff. Can we get Big Bang Theory back? I like, I like that. Well, it doesn't fit the uh, whole outer space alien extraterrestrial thing. She's still got alien shit tattooed on her shoulder. Well, maybe she's a fan of aliens. So Big Bang Theory. It's copyrighted, bro. It's a show on TBS that prefaces uh, Dynamite every Wednesday. Damn you. Wednesday Night Fever. Fine. 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 Okay. And finally, there was no main event match, but it was a main event segment. Eddie Kingston's out there, and he comes on out, and he says that he can't stand Claudio. And that takes precedent over his lack of respect for the Bucks. Moxley walked out. Eddie and Moxley yapped at each other for a little bit. Eddie revealed Tomohiro Ishii is his partner. He walked out. This was uh, a snooze fest for me. I don't really care about Ishii either. That was the uh, most anticlimactic announcement. Yeah, Tomohiro Ishii is our partner. I'm like, nobody better? Nobody else better there, huh? He walked out. The entire Blackpool Combat Club attacked Kingston in the middle of the ring, and then they ganged up on Ishii. Danielson grabbed the microphone and asked, Okada, where are you? He says he's not coming out. Okada then came out and faced off with Danielson. Excalibur called it a dream match for the ages, which it will be. Yuta attacked Okada from behind. Danielson threw a running knee towards Okada, but Okada broke from Wheeler's uh, grip. So Danielson need Wheeler. Fans were cheering, going crazy. Danielson ducked the Rainmaker and slid it to ringside. And the Rainmaker, you weren't going to get that connected. On this night, because that's being saved for Sunday. It's the Rainmaker versus the Busaiko Knee. Who's going to hit it? Love it. That's the way Dynamite went off the air. Uh, Okada gave Yuta a Rainmaker instead, as Danielson looked on from the ramp as Dynamite came to a close for the Forbidden Door Go Home Show. I thought this was uh, a, a decent show, Jesse. Clearly, it wasn't better than the last week's show. Uh, I, I think there's, uh, it comes to a point where there's too much going on with AEW. So it's going to be very interesting to see when AEW gets through this week and we go into next Wednesday and we start building towards All In, how different AEW television feels and how it's not so congested with New Japan talent and rushed to make matches for Forbidden Door and things happening here and things happening over there. Right now, it feels a little chaotic. But I think that shines through... Uh, the, the great wrestling that we're going to get on Sunday shines through all the chaos because 
the level of these matches that Tony Khan is putting on, man. Some of these matches, I mean, th- this is legitimate fucking people have dreamt of this shit in fucking fantasy, in, in fucking realms of the IWC, which you couldn't believe, man. We're getting some of this shit coming to fruition, coming true on Sunday night. And I think all that eventually shines through all the chaos. Yeah, you know, it, you can. there's only so much you can get, you know, for a go-home show. I want to call this a go-home week, I guess, because yeah. it looks like they, just, it's like they just flew everyone from New Japan into the States at one time. And now they're going to flood these three shows, you know, leading into the pay-per-view. And like you said, it is it is a lot in a, in a short amount of time for us to consume, to absorb, and to get invested in all in one week. And it's just not going to happen that way. But here's the thing. And that's the thing about Forbidden Door. The Forbidden Door pay-per-view sells itself. We don't need storyline for every last single match. It no. is like an all-star game. You know, it is to the sense of we just want to see the dream matches. Now, that being said, we have some story in some matches. We can't get it all like that because of the, you know, the contracts, the parameter, the locations, the difference and all that shit. So I think what we get will be fine. I think if we can get some more build, you know, with more than a week to go, it will flow a lot better for some people. For me, I don't give a shit. No. Now, I'm not going to be bothered with that. I mean, if uh, you're arguing about no story, no story, no story on Twitter, I mean, uh, you have uh, clearly no uh, no friends in life, and uh, you're a complete jack-off. So uh, I'm not hearing any of that. I'm enjoying Sunday night. I can't wait for Okada Danielson. I can't wait for Osprey Omega. I can't wait for MJF Tanahashi. It should be a fucking absolute uh, fantastic show on Sunday night. And Tony Khan uh, has outdone himself for just those three matches alone. So looking forward to it. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get into the Super Chats, and then we're going to get the hell out of here. I appreciate you all very much for stopping by. Please make sure you check out my sponsor for tonight's show, Z-Biotics. Your first drink of the night for a better tomorrow, Z-Biotics. Engineered by a team of PhD microbiologists, Z-Biotics is a probiotic drink that breaks down the byproduct of alcohol, which is responsible for rough mornings after drinking. You guys are going to go out there. And you are going to use my code to get yourself some Z-Biotics, man. Give Z-Biotics a try for yourself. Zbiotics.com slash script to get 15% off your first order when you use script at checkout. Z-Biotics is back with 100% money back guarantee. So if you are unsatisfied for any reason with their product, they are going to refund you your money. No questions asked. Make sure you guys go and check them out. And I appreciate them. Sponsoring tonight's show right here on Off The Script. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. And go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel. Plenty of it. And please hit that thumbs up. Can't forget about that. We got 781 likes. I'd love if we could get another 100 at least. Maybe. If you guys enjoy mustard on your hot dogs, I'd love for you to hit that thumbs up. How about a thousand? A thousand likes would be great. That's the How goal about a always. Thousand? I mean, were you, you not were, were you not entertained tonight? Sixteen hundred people. Yeah. Almost a thousand of you found it to be too hard to hit a thumbs up. I don't know, man. I gave you an epic rant to start this show, which I'm sure will get clipped at some point, but. 
Give a thumbs up. Let's go. Anyway, let's let, let's get into these super chats. Uh, Joseph Taylor with a five dollar super chat. JD, the match you're looking forward to at Forbidden Door. Me, Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay. Danielson versus Okada will steal the show. Danielson versus Okada, Joseph. That's what I'm looking forward to. Same thing for Jesse. I am. Everybody's looking to looking forward to Danielson versus Okada, man. It's it's probably gonna main event. I'll be honest. I don't know why it would, it would main event over. Kenny and Osprey because it's for a title, but whatever. Either way, I don't look. That's literally splitting hairs. Who gives a shit? Just yeah. give me the matches right here in my fucking vein, bro. Just Sinister Classic with a nine months. What if AW did a throwback to Sean versus Razor, MJ versus CM Punk, oh. Triple B versus Original? Hope you guys and everyone in the OTS Nation are doing well. Didn't they do that with Sammy and Cody though? Ooh. I was busy. What happened? Sinister Classic asked if they, they possibly could do a throwback to Sean versus Razor WrestleMania 10 with MJF and CM Punk, Triple B versus the original. Um, didn't they do that with Cody and Sammy, though, for the TNT title? Uh, uh, Remember when maybe. Cody went out for three weeks because he had COVID? Maybe, but that was... Oh, you thinking... He's talking about here. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's all right. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Sammy Zayn. Okay. Sammy um, Guevara. Um, yeah, I think they did. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I don't. I don't remember too much of the match, but I think you're right. I do remember that premise being brought up. Yeah. You don't remember Sammy Guevara doing that huge cutter off the top rope, off the top of the ladder? Yeah, yeah, yeah I do, but I don't. I don't remember the whole match being an homage to the, to the original one. Uh, Michelle Moran with a two-dollar super chat. Tonight was a good go-home show for Forbidden Door. Uh, Michelle, we have uh, a go-home week. Never mind a go-home show. Yeah, really. Tony Brown uh, with a 499. He says Chris looks delicious. JD and Jesse. Yeah, she was not she was not wearing uh, the black leather pants tonight. She was wearing stat. the yeah, stat, yeah. Ooh, yeah. I actually prefer her in the leather pants to be quite honest with you. I don't care what stat it is, bro. That's my girl. Tony Brown, thank you, brother. Jonathan Bordeaux with the two dollar super chat. What I miss. Busy watching Mario Kart, uh, Mario RPG trailer. Yes, I'm fucking super excited for Super Mario RPG being remastered, bro, for the Nintendo Switch. Oh, okay. Love it. My favorite Mario game of all time. Uh, JP51. What? Never played it. Mario it's RPG? It's highly recommend, yeah. All right. Uh, JP5150 with 33 months. Holy shit. Forbidden Door 2 will probably go down in history as AEW's best show thus far. Brian versus Okada main event level to the hundredth power. Hashtag real talk. It may go down. I know last year's was one of AW's best shows ever, so I can't see how this one with this match and the rest of the matches that we're excited about happening this Sunday can't beat last year's show. Uh, Dom Wapo, new membership. Thank you, Dom Wapo. Nick Williams, thank you again for the two 100 bombs, brother. Hopefully you are enjoying Final Fantasy 16. Joseph Taylor with a $2 super chat. Jesse, question for you. Tupac or Biggie Smalls, who do you like more? Oh, okay. Personally? Yeah. All right, then I, I can answer that. And, and before I do, it's not a slight on the other. To answer your question, one has to be picked. I personally will probably listen to some Biggie first. Because I have to pick one. Right? I don't not listen to pop, okay? Yeah. Spirit of the Wolf. Five dollars super chat. Welcome back in the venue, brother. 
It's been a hot minute, but I'm back, baby. Thank you to all in the chat, and then he becomes a member in the venue. Thank you, brother. Ballin, MGM Ballin, thank you again for your generosity, man, with a $100 bomb tonight. Joseph Gonzalez with a $199. Jesse does better promos than most wrestlers today. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I guess so just triggered by stupidity. I think I'm allergic to stupidity. Tyler Cravens with a new membership. Thank you, bro. What the fuck are you drinking tonight, Tyler? Zero Kaiba with 14 months. Jesse, the same thing you are going through with punk fans. JD is experiencing with Cody fans. We are happy to have you. Happy to be here, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, man, you know, these people don't really like to hear the truth because it uh, attacks. They feel like their interests and their likes are being attacked. Like, I'm sorry, bro. I don't write the fucking show. The shit sucks. Just like like everybody last night, Jesse, was complaining. uh, Dana Brooke got booed out of the NXT arena last night because she wrestled Cora Jade on NXT. And, And everybody's like, oh, Dana Brooke, how could these fans disrespect her? Blah, blah, blah. She sucks. She sucks. That's why. What don't you understand? She sucks. Why was she booed? She sucks. She sucks. Going back to the, my issue, I don't know what people want from me. Do you want me to say the stuff that you want to hear? Or do you want me to say what I believe? I'm just going to tell you what I believe, how I feel about it. If you want me to lie and make up some bullshit to make your ears feel better as I speak, I can do that. But that's just spewing bullshit. I'm going to tell you how I feel about it. Sorry. Zero Kaiba, thank you, brother. Master IC Victory with a $5 Super Chat. First time in the venue for a Super Chat. It's not that we don't appreciate the WWE. It's just that AEW is masterclassing this thing called sports entertainment. Wow. Listen, um, Master, it's AEW's week. It's not WWE's week. Right now, WWE outside the bloodline is cold. They'll gain some traction going into Money in the Bank. Colin Hutton with a 21 months. JD, I just got two floor seats in the eighth row for $110 for collision this Saturday. AEW tickets clearly are not doing well. Bro, that Toronto show is selling very well after the uh, dismal number of 800 was floating around a couple of weeks ago on Twitter. They're up to like 5,000 now, man. So whatever. Maybe they were. Maybe Tony Khan priced them too high, man. I have no idea. Wait, 5,000 sold for the show? In Toronto, yeah. My God. How big is the venue? I don't know. Bro, they had like 800, 900 sold. That was it? That was it, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Not doing good over there, man. Wow. That's just Toronto, though. Toronto's awesome. I know, but it's it's summertime, man. Yeah, it's true, man. I'm not going to lie. I'm finding myself to get into a lot of things to deal with this summer. Jesse already told me that he's not going to be here every Saturday. Neither am I. No, man. I talked to to Solomon, so he's not going to be here every Saturday. And it's just the way it's going to be. It's the summer, man. I like hanging out with my friends and my kids and shit. Yep. Maybe it might be those taped shows. Maybe if yeah. I got something else going on, yeah. I might just, you know. Yeah, same. Yeah. Uh, Nick Williams, thank you again, brother. Uh, Mohammed with a $5 super chat. JD, do you think, what do you think of Eddie Kingston being the one to dethrone MJF in the future? Negative, Mohammed. No, I, I don't no. think that's the case at all. Uh, a feud for sure, but a win over MJF to win the title, no. 
Uh, Cisco with 13 months. So the billionaire and his stepson were both losing oxygen, but only one was enjoying it. LOL. Oh my God. Well, well, well I, we don't know if she legitimately sat on him, bro. And, and by the picture that I saw on Twitter, uh, he would be a very lucky guy if that was the case. Oh, was that a Sidra? Where is Sidra? Uh, Zachary with new memberships. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. Omega Kong with a five. Jesse, you are awesome. Now, if real Chicagoans don't eat deep dish, how or, or where deep dish pizza, where, where did deep dish pizza come from? If Chicago didn't people don't it, eat deep dish, where did it come from? I didn't say it didn't come from here. Then we don't eat this shit. Now. I guess who, insta- who, who, who introduced deep dish to Chicago, then, if, if they don't eat it? Now, deep, uh, deep dish was created here and in asshole. Chicago. Some asshole created. We get tired of it, dude. No, I mean, go to Giordano's. If you're from Chicago in this chat, you you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Go to Giordano's and find somebody there from Chicago. Good luck with that. We don't need that. That's for tourists, dude. That's like that's like say I'm gonna go to New York and I want to go to Times Square and see Times Square and get the full New York experience. I'm sure a real New Yorker would say, "Don't go to fucking Times Square to enjoy." I'll show you where to go to enjoy a real New York. That's where. Look. That's where I had to go when I went there for the first time. Giordano's or whatever the fuck it's called. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what am I eating yeah. here, man? I'm, I'm eating fucking a heart attack on a plate. It basically, yeah, man. <laughs> you can't eat that shit round. I mean, come on, come on. Jesus man. Christ, man. Anyway, um, Zachary, appreciate you. Omega Kong, thank you, brother. Darius Moore with 22 months. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. What the fuck are you drinking tonight? Okay, hold up one sec. Perfect example here. Okay. If I go to New York and visit visit you, all right? Yeah. And then I say, hey, um, I'm at your house. We're chilling. You know, we're hanging out, having some brews. Like, hey, order a fucking pizza, man. I'm hungry. You know, and forget like you know the, the little back and forth we have about pizza. If I just say, "Hey, order a pizza," we're hungry, and you're like, "Yeah, man, sure, I get on." You'll get on the phone and you'll order the style of pizza that common New Yorkers would order. Now, if you come to a Chicagoan's house and say, "Hey, I'm hungry. What's the pizza? Order some pizza," and they say, "Okay," they pick up the phone and dial pizza, and it gets delivered. Nobody is gonna have a deep dish pizza show up to their fucking house, and it's just not the common pizza people order. Now, once in a while, say we say, hey, we should get a deep dish pizza this time. Oh, okay, maybe I feel like a deep dish pizza did once in a year. But it's not the common pizza. It's not like, oh, we're from Chicago. We only order deep dish pizza. That's not what we do here, okay? We eat thin crust pizza. There you go. Darius, thank you, brother. Stallion Productions with a 499. What about Wardlow joining the Bullet Club? Wardlow Starks, White, Guns, and Juice. Wardlow Snaps. I, I mean, I... I mean, he needs to, something needs to happen with him. I just don't know what that is. Uh, I, I don't think so, Stallions. I think Wardlow should be uh, WWE bound. That's what I think is the best uh, remedy for him. I agree. Uh, and Edward Liu with 22 months. Now that Danielson vs. Okada is happening Sunday, what is the next dream match you want to see? I'd love to see MJ versus Kenny Omega. That's what I want to see. I think that'd be fantastic. This could be the around the end of MJF Steel right yeah. around Yeah. Anyway, guys, uh, I'm about to get the fuck out of here, man. I am exhausted. I want to play a little Destiny before I go to bed, and uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Follow me on social media, at JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Follow Jesse on Twitter, at Smart, and on YouTube. 
He'll be live on YouTube with Impact and his review tomorrow. Go check out TNT Episode 2 with Andrew Baydala and myself from last night. I'll see you guys with Extra tomorrow. We got some news tomorrow and on Friday, and I'll be busy all week. Friday, SmackDown Live. Saturday, Collision Live. And then Sunday, Forbidden Door Live. It's going to be crazy. And check out Z-Biotics. Man, Z-Biotics.com slash script. 15% off. Go get your probiotics. And make sure that morning after is good to go, bro. Z-Biotics, I appreciate them for sponsoring the show tonight. And hit that thumbs up on the way out, man. I'll see you guys in the sub boxes tomorrow. And I'll see you live right back here on Friday night for SmackDown right here on OTS. I'll see you guys later.